oh shit, I am hosting this week, aren't I? Yes, <laughs> you're host every week. You are here. When have I ever hosted the podcast with you here? Me and Aria, keep that in. <laughs> Hey, hey, dishers, welcome to Soap Dish Sailor Style. Of course, I am your host. This is news to me. Special guest star, Michael. Why? Of course, I have my co hosts, Ariette, Tony, Dylan, and Nick, to join in on the fun. So let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the Sailor Spectator Special Report, sponsored by. Uh, I watched Missy Reeves this week. Jen Heifer Rose Horton Devereux. Nickname sends me. Oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> okay. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of news this week, but the one piece of news we did get was a spectacular fall promo for days for all the stuff that's coming up. And this promo was probably the best promo they have done all year. I am so excited for everything that's coming. What was all of the promo, you guys? I was excited for it, too, but my mind is kind of like gone. Well, <laughs> we've got Johnny wooing Chanel. We've Yay. got Philip punching Brady. Not exactly Ooh. sure why. We've got Philip and Chloe kind of reconnecting. Uh, we've got Ben and Sierra deciding to have a baby. We've okay, got so Zan- that, okay, pause, 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 pause. So that whole conversation they had last week was for uh, I told y'all that <laughs> yeah. just for the no, hell of it. it, it no, it, it's gonna it, the the fears and the conversations are gonna continue, but they're going to eventually decide to have a child, and then we have Xander finding out that Sarah's on an island somewhere and running off to go look for her. Um, it looks like Chad, Chad and Abby are on the road to reunion and but certainly not least the devil has returned. You forgot a part. You skipped over quite a few parts, actually. What did I? We got a little Kate and Roman in there. Oh, Um, yes. Yes, we did. Martha is officiating the wedding. Yes. And Jake is apparently a hitman. Thank God they're turning him him into Johnny Zakara because I couldn't take it. <laughs> well, seriously, um, let's though, be honest. Let's be honest here. Like either I, with the change, are we still going to give a fuck about Jake? No, maybe. maybe. I mean, okay. Listen. I'm being honest. If they actually do turn him into Johnny Zakara, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean, though, I give you that. Yeah, but if we're just going to drop. <laughs> he was a hitman, and then back away slowly. Are we, we going to care? And this is coming from somebody who was a huge Dab- Jabriella fan at the beginning of this year. I don't think we're we going to care, care because it's Gabby. Like, she would be like, okay, what? <laughs> like, it's not she, like, she hasn't planted a, you know, uh, what was it? Well, th- they could, I mean, yes, true, but they could play an interesting beat of the entire reason she had to leave town is because hitmen were after her because of her father. So she had to spend months away from her entire life because of a mob hitman. They could play into be, they could play into really good angst there if they play that beat. Also, that was a good point. That is a good point. Also, we have the stuff with Lonnie, Paulina, Chanel. Abe, Olivia, and um, Mardevil's officiating the wedding. So, 
Let's hope she gets the blabbing food. I'm so sick of them. I'm real bored with them right now. Aside from like the like Mardevil, this is the part I'm looking forward to the most. Oh my god! And I love that Olivia's back for the wedding, which makes what um what she said about just finishing up working with Jack A. Harry make sense because they would have been filming the wedding right before they went on that production hiatus in July. So that because remember that, we were we were confused. That makes sense. She left and came back. And Raven talked about working with Marla, so yeah, now it kind of makes sense. She didn't do it the first time. I don't think they didn't didn't have any scenes the first time, right? No, no, at all. Okay. They had mentioned. I mean, they Chanel mentioned, mentioned seeing her, but n- we never actually got any scenes. And so I just so much of that. We're going to talk about that later. So and- much of that promo looks so good. And like the momentum for Day's PR right now, like we went from the announcement of Beyond Salem to the castings of Beyond Salem to all of the press surrounding Beyond Salem into the announcement that the possession was happening into a sneak peek preview of the possession into the giant fall preview we just got. Like the buzz for Day's keeps coming and I love it so much. I saw this promo as a step in the right direction. My thing is, I kind of want the promos to get better. I mean, they're amazing now, but if we can step back into the sins of a mother, secrets of a daughter type promo era, I would be head over heels. Keep up the good work, days. Um, y'all ready to start the weekly recap? Let's go. Well, well, well. Let's see who's the first on the dot. Oh, yes, Miss Bounce Check. <laughs> Gwen fantasized about telling Jack the full truth because she it honestly is about time this story has weared a little long. But she could do it. I was being nice, Tony. I told y'all, <laughs> did I not tell y'all in the group message I was going to be nice to Jack this week? I don't remember. Probably. But, but this, you did, but this isn't about Jack. This is about Gwen. You don't have to be nice to her. Oh, well, fuck this story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she couldn't do it, so she told the cover story that Xander gave her. Jack was sweet and supportive, and it also used good history within the scenes. It did, because uh, I, I story, wasn't expecting the Harper mention at all. Yeah, that was a good part. But this story, and I'm not just including the secret miscarriage and I'm I'm talking Gwen as a whole since probably what November since she started last September. Let's be real, like since September she moved into that mansion in September at, of last year, and it has gone to hell ever no, since. Ever to me is when she did the whole Kate reveal. It started wearing on my nerves then, and then it snowballed and snowballed and snowballed, and it sucks because dare I say it. Gwen could be a great character if they allowed her to be. And even and even but, the whole Jack thing, like Jack wanting to be there for his daughter and Jack seeing himself in his daughter and Jack wanting to be there for her because of the history he has with his family. That's all good beats to play and makes for some really interesting story. But everything she did to Abigail ruins it. I, I, I'm so, gonna say something, and it might be a stretch, but Gwen is our parking lot, Peter. No, I you're think not wrong. Was, I think that was Daniel. I'm gonna be real. 
No. Daniel too, but Daniel been dead for some years now. We have a new one. We have a new <laughs> one. Where, and... Because so many people's character uh, has been assassinated. I, I kind of have... think it's someone else, but... <laughs> 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 to be honest, I feel like Gwen. I think I feel like Gwen is way more contained than Peter was. Yeah, Gwen is Gwen is stuck in the Devereaux family branch. She's not even really affecting the rest of the Hortons. She's, okay, she's, I'll she's, give y'all she's, she's, she's affecting the Laura on down. That's it. And yeah, it's. it's I feel but, but like she's contained. She's a mess. Get though. What I'm trying to say though, and like, the the story doesn't have to be a mess, but it could. Like like many characters have been assassinated for this at, for her, people literally died for this. And I'm sorry, I don't even have the energy, like the emotional capacity to be upset about it. People die for this shit, bro. And here we are, still not giving a fuck. And like I said, I I almost wish the prostitute secret was real because Emily did really well. Like yeah, that yeah. whole performance and selling that. I actually think it was, I almost wish it was real, but when he finds out that it's not, and the fact that he related to her and she basically ended up using his, unintentionally, because I don't think she knew about the Harper history, but she ended up- The way she researched them. Oh, that could be They play fast and loose with that too. But like, the fact that she basically, it's going to come off like she played on Harper's history to guilt him. And that, on top of everything else, when the truth comes out, is going to make this worse. Yeah, there's only there's only one reaction for Jack to have to disown her completely, yeah. and that should put her on the path to being a raging bitch again. And if that does not happen, then, then yes, on. then she at that point, if that doesn't happen, I will be co-signing parking lot Peter with Michael. Because it's like at this point they have built this up. So so much for her to just fall that there has to be a dramatic fallout a big one like yeah like this is giving me like not as fun not as fun let me preface this before i say it (laughs) not as fun but this is giving me jamesy riley like letting sammy win 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 taking her to the top and then letting her have a dramatic ass fall it's not as good though, because I wanted to meet Sam on the grass. Gwen, just write her fucking off. <laughs> I and I feel bad because I really like Emily O'Brien. I and, and she's an amazing, and I feel bad because she's acting the hell out of this part for me to hate her so. Yeah, but it's like they're playing the right beats, but they're not playing them the right way. No, no they're not or at the right time, or they're. The they're twisting certain things that don't. And need to also, be pre- previous actions are ruining current beats that are getting played because exactly. I can't They're trying to play her as a heroine now. I can't enjoy Jack and Gwen knowing that she completely ruined Abigail's life and knowing the history that Jack and Abigail have. Like Abigail is the apple of his eye. Like he loves her and has since the moment she was born. So for him to basically be like, it's no big deal that you basically caused my daughter to lose her mind. No big deal. I love you. I forgive you. You're my child. It taints their entire relationship because it's not something Jack would do. Exactly. Like they're writing Gwen as a heroine. And I think that's what really bothers me. Mainly because she has not paid for any of the shit that she did. Now that, 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 
that I can agree with when it comes to the Peter comparison, because that's the same thing they did with Peter. He never paid for anything that he was that he had done. They and you sent me the root for this person? They just stopped actively writing him as terrorizing people. And, and it's like, you expect me to root for her, and I want to, because, again, Emily O'Brien is playing the part amazingly, but when I know that, one, she killed Laura, two, she lied about this miscarriage, three, she claimed that, like, she literally told people that Abigail caused the miscarriage, four, now she's lying about being a prostitute, you keep adding on to the terrible shit she does and literally nothing comes about it. And also the way that Jack carried on to Abigail when he thought that Abigail caused the miscarriage, if he does not literally just cut Gwen out of his life, yeah. there's no saving Jack from that anymore. There, yeah, no, no he'll, he will be done for me too and i hate saying that because i love him but yeah it scares me it's just only one option and it scares me and i hate i know this is a slam but it's true ron is so narcissistic because this is a character he created he it, it time and time again he shows me that he has thrown legacy characters under the bus to protect some shit that he created yeah but he, oh, but also too yeah and that's i mean that's true and but it's we not also just something have... he does on days he did it on one like to live too and he, did he, he, also, he, he also created stefan and had no problem killing him so i i think that was more of a actor thing more than yeah a... yeah because had they known what they had in brandon at the time that never would have happened yeah, right, but supposed to be. Oh, I can't remember his name at the moment. He was just a temporary fill in for what's his name? Tyler Christopher. Tyler Christopher. Yes, yeah. Tyler Christopher. And once that kind of went off the rails, they just put Brandon in as a fill in to go ahead and wrap the character up. He did not know that the fans were going to warm up to it. It's kind of like Kate McClain in a way. He did not know that fans were going to warm up to this portrayal. But yeah, but if, with Kate, with Katie McLean, they had time to pivot and chose not to. So that was just stupid on their part. Yeah. But because they were a lot closer to air, would have worked out. Seth would still be alive. So again, I'm I can't even use that as an example of him choosing the right path. I worry because Ron has a history of throwing legacy characters under the bus for the sake of his creations. And Lord knows I have said fuck Jack Devereaux many times on this podcast. But if he does that, I don't think he's going to be able to write Jack back into a good place. Now, Jack's been able to come back from a lot of stuff, but like that is something, because that flies against everything that we've seen on screen. So there's no way you can come back from that for me. Well, um, I, I really don't know what else to say. I just want better for this story and better for this character. Because at the end of the day, it's fuck Gwen Bounce Chick. But if I'm going to have to sit here and watch her, at least make it worth my while. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Y'all have anything else to say? No, I think we pretty well covered it. Okay, from one shitty story to the next. Chad goes to Boston to convince Abigail to come home. She agrees and has a very awkward reunion. With- I 
<sighs> I enjoyed the Chad Abbey scenes, but I, I have one um, superficial thing I want to say before we jump into the actual story. Can the Boston makeover of Sean and Bell's house transfer over to Salem, please? Because that was pretty. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was that set. Yeah. Yeah, it was that set. I had to think about it too. The EJ's messy as hell. I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> that hug was so awkward. Oh my God. I like that he, he dragged him for not being with his wife then he goes to get him then then he goes to get her and when she comes back he's like, oh i i encouraged him to do this <laughs> like shut up like just be quiet like why are you talking <laughs> i have to say i i did like the scenes in boston with chad and abby because it, it chad was actually taking responsibility and like saying look i've the, the entire reason you feel any guilt right now is because of me and what i did and where i put us so let me try to fix it. Come home and let me help you. They got me on board this reunion. Please don't fuck it up. Yeah, like I appreciate that they're still like slowly building them back. And it's not like, oh, I love you. You love me. We're back together now. Because you can tell even in their conversations, in their body language, they're still awkward. very awkward. Yeah, And so it shows that there's an acknowledgement between them that they still have work to do yeah, and she's not still sleeping in the guest room so that's what yep. you're gonna continue doing <laughs> <laughs> and i like how they both seem to be on the same page and that chad is actually fighting for her but he's not trying to push her or force her into doing what serves him yeah and i appreciate that and i also like i also liked these scenes with and uh, chad abby and ej because abby was not falling for ej's bowl and it was nope. so, like, she called him on it right away and i like that she still has like that spark yeah that, i was low-key worried that that spark would disappear once marcy had her baby and it she was i liked those and like chad and ej as like squabbling siblings life because it feels it's, it's, it's fun and it's real fun. yeah yeah but that hug was so awkward and i don't know if it was supposed to be or if like dan decided to hug her and like marcy wasn't expecting it so she's like all right we'll just go for it <laughs> I, I couldn't quite tell it could have been intentional because when abigail saw ej walk into the room she was legitimately confused like yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. like hold the fuck up what's going on <laughs> why is he here <laughs> yeah th that's gonna be i've been waiting for her to come back into that house with him there mm. i'm ex i'm excited about this dynamic i'm curious to see how it's gonna play out do we see i mean i know i know it was kind of awkward but do we see a any chemistry with ej and abby for I them to put so. For them to potentially maybe get messy, I hope so. I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I mean, I have to. I want to. I would have to see them together more. Um, but I don't want them to go that route. I don't really want them to go that route either. Yeah, because that was so destructive for Abby, and I'm kind of over the. Like at this point, that's not what she needs. <laughs> if if. Abigail gets another love interest. It doesn't need to be another Demera, please. Like this. Okay, I, I can I can roll with that one because yeah, yeah. She, she if she steps out, she needs to be away from that family for a while. 
It's going to be interesting to see where they take her, especially knowing, thanks to spoilers, that Johnny wants her to be in his movie. Playing who? At, at this point, it's got to be Marlena. If Ali, if Ali, Sammy, Abby has to be Marlena. Deidre Hall. It, uh, uh, hmm. Question, but didn't Ali say no? Allie hasn't said anything. I mean, Allie said no initially, but the way they left things, it was kind of like maybe. And considering that on Monday, they're going to be, he's going to be showing her the script and they're going to be discussing everything, which we'll talk about all that stuff later. Um, I think she might end up saying yes. And because, I mean, if he wants Mar- if he wants Allie to be Sammy, there's no way if she says no, he would jump to Abby. That's just way too big of a jump. Plus, Abigail pushing 35. Abby <laughs> Abby is the right age range to be Marlena in that time period. Well, not really, because Marlena was in her 40s. No, she wasn't. She was in her 30s then. Let me see. Doing my math. <laughs> no. Salem does not exist here. No, because it was Marlena. She was, in, she was in her late 30s. She was in her, she late was in her 30s. 30s. Late 30s, yeah. Oh, well. So is Abigail, so I get it. Yeah. Now, the the question would be, though, if she's Marlena, who's her John? Who's her Roman? Are they going to play? Okay. They kind of have to. They kind of have to. That was the big to-do of this week, was John not wanting to revisit that time because of, you know. What it led to. Yeah. I could see Johnny playing John. Uh, with Allie as his sister, oh, Allie, Sammy, but I mean, they're also related. So they don't he, have a, that's the thing, they don't have enough people for this fucking story. That story to work, we haven't even got there yet, so we're gonna get there later. I guess they're gonna maybe enough. He's not old, no one who's old, oh, who's old enough to play EJ, 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 and Jake is literally it. Have Jake be John and EJ be Roman, and yes, I'm petty to make EJ Roman. Well, Johnny already said he would do that. <laughs> exactly. They don't have enough people cast no more. This would have worked in the 90s, but uh, <laughs> let me talk about this Chabby story for a minute. Oh, no. Wait, what Chabby story? Exactly. What, the scene, the but, scenes uh, that aired this week. He hasn't given his opinion yet. Oh. Easily one of two of the most offensive things I've seen this week in Souls. What offended you though? That's where I'm confused. Again, I spoke on it before on this podcast. I struggle with clinical depression and mental health issues. Honestly, I'm going through it right now. Like it took a lot for me to get out of bed this morning. So for Chad to const- I know this was a few months ago, but it's still fresh. I'm getting really sick of Chad being able to throw, like, show his complete ass and throw up her mental health to her face. And he goes crying and, okay, we can make it work. Oh, we can do this. It's weighing thin on me. It really is. I'm at the point now, I don't want anything to do. And then y'all could say, oh, well, they're sleeping in guest rooms. Well, the fall promo just showed me that shit only going to last a month. Fall next fucking month. Yeah, but stuff in that promo goes up through November. Two, three months. 
two, three months after what he said, that does not a reconciliation make, bro. Yeah, but two, three months in soap time and current soap time, that's... It's not like he just cheated off of a whim. He literally called her mental health into question. And I don't think people... Until you deal with that shit, bro, you do not get it. Nobody will get it. So for me personally, as someone who had to deal with that shit with a significant other, that that shit blows me. It really does. And I'm at a point now, along with sin, you will not be hearing me speak on Chappie stories anymore until I get a real deal, knock down, drag out with them in a real deal reconciliation. Because to me personally, she should have divorced his ass right then. Point blank, period. And that's all I have to say on it. Okay. All right. Do you have anything to say? You've been kind of quiet the last couple segments. I like the scenes. Uh, I just hope they slowly rebuild Chabby and don't rush them. Rush their like reunion. They need to. I and and, and that's the thing. I mean, they I love them so much at this point. I expect nothing but that for them. Well, the last time it was rushed, it was because they were leaving. They're not but leaving like, now. But can we even really say that it's been rushed when you look at like how long she's been gone? And if we go by the story that we're getting, they've been in contact and speaking this entire time. That's true. I'm thinking so more it's, like it's, it's been it literally has been months. Yeah, that's true. I'm thinking more like from the point of like now trying to work, Chad not trying to push anything on Abby and like letting her come to him, basically. And I just want to see him work for it and not, I don't know. I just I have mixed feelings, but I but another part of me don't know what to think. But I'm just hoping they do this well with them. Um, I would like to see, because it's messy, I would like to see them go to therapy and talk with Marlena, who's most likely <laughs> going to be, be Mardevil. So. Like, I, like I was thinking about therapy for them, and I realized that probably wouldn't be the best option right now. <laughs> well, I mean, they were seeing, who but, were they seeing when she left? Because they were in marriage. They were seeing some off-screen therapists, and they barely even got started because she was so wrapped up in getting revenge on Gwen. And then she left. I mean, but like right now, they, they would be in the headspace. And if they actually work through this and have them go to counseling and do something, maybe I will be open to watching their scenes. But as of now, no, fuck them. I'm done. She deserves better. He's a fucking dick. That's the end of it. Well, with them tied into this movie, you're going to have no choice but to watch this. Uh, shitting me. And I, I put that on my great grandma grave. I'm not watching that shit. I know I said when they first started discussing therapy that I was irritated that it was happening off screen. That probably could have gone a long way to getting it, people exactly. prepared. Exactly. He berated her off screen. Yeah, that probably could have gone a long Does way to getting people prepared. Does she know about that? Because she mm. wasn't there to witness that. Even st- And that makes it worse. Yeah, because that means probably no one's going to tell her. No, I'm asking because is there a way for the devil to have found out and maybe in the middle of a therapy session somehow get him to confess everything he said back then? So you're saying just completely blow them up before you go on the long-term road to reconciliation? 
I mean, I yeah. Wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate that, but they, I, that's why I wanted the divorce initially, but it, they won't give us that. Exactly. I would have been more susceptible if she just went ahead and divorced him. And then... She could have and she could have even filed for divorce. You can draw out a divorce for months. They, they make her seem weak as shit because she has mental mental health issues. And that really bothers the living fuck out of me. It really does. And, and the sad part is I've seen some chabby fans be like, okay, I like, like this couple, but they need a divorce right now. They need a complete, complete break. When you have fans begging for the couple to take a break. That's when you know a couple is a problem. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. They, they do need a break, like a long, like a long term extended break. Just let them be co- let them be co parents. They don't need to be married right now. Because too much horrible shit has happened in the past few months for a little trip to Boston to be okay. We're good but now. We- unfortunately, that kind of matches their writing because her DID was cured with well not cured but you know what I mean uh, with a two-week therapy session in Boston with grandma Chad's brainwashing was cured by 24-hour drive-through therapy so unfortunately it's kind of something that they do I I hope that they don't but it's kind of in on brand with them if it goes that way Oh, well, I'm frustrated because I actually give a damn about the Abigail character now and they shitting on her and I don't like that at all, especially considering it's a common thread in these folks to shit on characters who basically have mental health issues unless you're signing. But, yeah. Speaking of signing, what the hell is going on at GH? We'll get to that later. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. We'll discuss that off air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, next story. Long story short, EJ walked up to Xander like, bitch, you better have my money. <laughs> and Xander didn't have his money. EJ got some black in him because you know black folks, if you ain't got my money, I'm going to have to whoop your ass. And he just started whooping his ass all across the Salem end. Like, it was a good fight scene. I just don't know why they wasted airtime with it. I, I I was so confused. I have to ask someone in my DMs because this you is asked me, your, huh? <laughs> I think you asked the group chat. <laughs> I think the group chat. I asked someone else as well because I was like, "What am I watching? Why are they arguing? Have I not been paying attention?" Because I thought EJ got the money. Like he did, he well, what had happened was he he was supposed to get the money because he got it released back to Xander's um custody when he when he when he was released, but then Bonnie stole it. And yeah. then when Xander went to locate the money, he called the cops. So when they arrested Bonnie, they seized the money. Exactly. So yeah, I I was so confused watching it, and then I got the context. I was like, oh, okay. And then EJ was impatient and pissed and said, if you don't get me my money, I'm going to call the judge and get your charges reinstated, which I guess because he's a Demera, that's how that works. But all right. Yeah, um, I mean, I enjoyed. Well, scenes, I mean, if you, bribe, but... if you bribe the judge the first time, you could bribe him again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed just fighting scenes. I thought it was good, but like, I mean, it was a well choreographed this... fight scene. I yeah. just don't understand why we wasted airtime on it when there are yeah. other things we could have seen. The story is just eh. I, I, I have nothing to say, but I enjoyed that. 
So do you know the crazy part is during the whole scene, like them fight, I'm just thinking, damn, you know half of Salem stay in that one room. Who the hell can clean the shit up? <laughs> like <laughs> I mean they should have let this play a little bit longer before longer. It was half the episode. No, I'm saying like the storyline <laughs> story. <laughs> with like with the money going he, he has made several attempts to get his money back. Yeah, he has. That's yeah, been his, yeah, his, I, I'll say that. The thing but I'm is, saying, though, I'm curious. Who mentioned like, this? I don't know if it was in the group chat, but is EJ poor? No, he's just petty. No, 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 no but he's just petty. Okay. Yeah, I'm I think it has more like, to do with the, the fact that Sammy paid that exactly. money and, and why she paid that money to um, Xander. That's what's driving him. I, think. <laughs> I wish I he was, I wish he would I say think that. If you were paying attention to the dialogue, EJ feels some kind of way about Xander. Yeah. yeah. But, but see, here's the thing. But it's it's a lot. He, like he's 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 straight up resentful. If you actually listened to his dialogue and the things that he said to Xander when they were arguing he is in his feelings he has been holding this for a while so no, like, why? Like it you, came out no, of because xander took care of oh him. yeah they said that in the dialogue yeah, they... but my my thing is they have should have been dropping the gems pun intended y'all better go over there and watch that beyond salem episode <laughs> <laughs> i didn't put it out y'all better go listen anyways drop the gems that this has been a underlying beef for years now. It and then we got that giant fight scene. And I mean, you, they kind of did a little bit because they, they would make little jibes here and there. But I, I also feel like too, this fight scene could have waited a few weeks. And Ron also co-signed that it was a petty thing because I was I was debating this on Twitter, I think with Luke from uh uh Daytime Confidential, because he he was the one who thought that um that he might be poor and that's why he was so hell-bent on getting this money back and i said no it's a pride thing because it was sammy was the one who took it and ron liked that reply so to me that was him saying yeah it's basically a pride thing yeah because if he was poor he'd have been in his it would have been a problem when he found out that she paid it he didn't care yeah once he found out why she did it that's when he got pissed and who she saved yeah and it's like, I, I don't know. And maybe this is just me being weird, but I always expected EJ to be throwing down with someone at some point because you don't hire a guy who played a whole Spartan warrior. And like, Honestly, I was expecting it to that. be Brady because Brady and EJ used to get into knockdown, drag out brawls on the pier when James Scott was in the role. Get your boots and your coat. <laughs> what? <laughs> All, all I'm saying is, Nick, we just gonna have to log off Twitter because if that happens, them ladies gonna have a fit on Twitter. <laughs> so Everybody gonna have the vapor. <laughs> what? I'm serious. They already be thirsting after him with his clothes on. If them two get the fine and sweaty and bloody, get your boots and your coat. <laughs> It's the fact that he's not lying. <laughs> Taking me out. And then you know Tony and I are yet filthy in the group chat lately. 
Hey, I, I reside in Guttertown, USA. I'm proud of that. <laughs> Lord. Anyway. I was like, what do you I, mean? <laughs> Nick's over here like, it's your, the Lord's day. Get your boots and your coat is about to <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is a robbery. I, I hope and pray that this is a long extended robbery. Um, I can see it as Xander finds out that Sarah is possibly in Melisware. And um, Xander makes a connection that Kristen did it. So since Kristen isn't here full time, he goes after EJ. This would be a good feud because we haven't had a good like really meaty feud. And it plays Honestly. into the Demera Kiriak. It's it's a new angle of the Demera Kiriakis feud, which has always yeah. existed, but hasn't always been successful in various incarnations. Well, let's be honest. Since they basically had Chad and Sonny come into the Kiriakis and the Mira fold, the fa- both of the families, neither one of them scare me anymore at this point. So... Maybe- uh, e- EJ is saying... We That's still what I'm have saying. Maybe with this EJ and Xander feud, it can be a way to kind of ramp up the Kiriakis versus the Mare feud. And basically, in a way, kind of explain to newer viewers or the old, remind the old viewers how much power that both of those families had. That's what I hope for with this. Maybe after um, Victor hears that Xander is beefing with EJ. Victor welcomes him back into the fold. Like, look, at least somebody in this family has balls, and he basically digs back into the underground crime world and helps Xander, which will in turn, since Aunt Maggie is coming back game, this could give them some beef, something for um, oh my God, Suzanne Rogers to do. I, I mean, this story, this week to me. Was the strongest out of all of them. I know it was weird and random, but it really was strong, mainly because of the potential that it has. Yeah, yeah, there's there is a lot of potential here. I just it especially just seems... with EJ, there's no good guy here. No, like, yeah, no. They're both, both allowed to be bad as hell. Yeah. Well, for now, who knows what happens if and when Sarah comes back? What that's going to do to Xander? I miss <laughs> Sarah. By the way, she, I, I, I'm missing her. Or maybe I'm just missing Aunt Maggie. I don't know. I think you're missing Aunt Maggie. I miss you her so miss, much. You don't miss Sarah. You don't. <laughs> no. Okay, okay, I take it back. I miss Aunt Maggie. I miss Aunt Maggie terribly. Aunt Maggie, I'll give you that. I miss <laughs> Sarah. I like Sarah. I mean, I like Sarah too, but I, I, I just know like if Sarah the... comes back, then I know Maggie is around the corner. I didn't like the comical Sarah. Sarah was messy. I could... I mean, I drunk Sarah either. was great. Huh? Drunk Sarah was great because that was the only time she was messy was when she was drunk. Yeah, I, I mean, if I compare like to when well, intentionally was- messy, drunk, but when she was unintentionally messy, it was cool too. Yeah, See, I, I didn't like that because she kept trying to like cry like and martyr her way out of it, and I was like, no. I like the Sarah <laughs> during the initial Xander and Sarah hookup. That was. The Sarah I liked, but then yeah, I believe she was drunk for that, so that tracks. <laughs> no, <okay. laughs> that's the Sarah I want to see. Like, I want to see her be messy 
like the one we've had we've gotten like the cam- comical Sarah no the don't need that back. yeah Betty Boop on steroids we don't need that no okay <laughs> could that be the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to take a poll after this. Those two are some wing dingers. <laughs> what's the other? What's my competition here? Get your, your boots and, and your coat. coat. <laughs> Anyways, big story. Would you like some leg? <laughs> 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 At Julie's place. And that that was it. That was that was story. basically it. I didn't really know what else to put there. <laughs> I love so, how in lieu of Ashley talking about the story, I'm just gonna say it three times. Would you like something? That's one. Anyway, I will say first Ava off, and Philip have chemistry, and they've had, they've had it they since do. they say they first and, shared the I'm I'm going to apologize now, but I'm just gonna say it. He has more chemistry with Ava than he does currently with Chloe. It's because they both kind of whisper. I mean, chemistry is just subjective, so I get it. Like, but I enjoy, I enjoyed his scenes with Ava. Like, I enjoy them as a duo. I don't see like romantic chemistry, but I see chemistry. <laughs> okay, I have a question. I have I'd a- watch them have sex for fun. Like, yeah, yeah be okay I wouldn't mind that. that. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not against it because I'm a though. soap fan. <laughs> but yeah, oh, go ahead, Michael. I have. Okay, I'm glad they're using. Chef Vitalis, would you like something to eat? <laughs> was that a question? No, no, no. It, 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 it's <laughs> that was his leading to the question. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad they're using would you like something to eat as, you know, something for her to actually do. She's actually going to look for a job as a chef. But who the hell in their right mind finna kill the lady who killed Sean Brady? Listen, we I did not say that. that. Did I not say that last week? Who was going to hire Grandpa Sean's killer? I want to know. Because I know damn well she's not going to cook at the Brady Pub. But imagine. I I literally said she was smart enough not to apply Imagine if she started poisoning people. That's what I said. I mean, she should just open up her own restaurant. Why does she need to work for Julie? She could literally. She could have done. Yeah. It, that's why. That's why I say it. That's why I'm so mad when she gave up the money. That was the stupidest thing as a writer for them to do. They could have at least had her say, "Well, shit, I told Trip that I gave it all up, but I got some away in the Swiss bank account." The thing is, oh. we don't even get to see her in scenes enough with the person who she gave up the money for to even make it worth it. That part and that might be a blessing in disguise, though. Shout out to Aaliyah, but. Uh, I, they wrote this character so far into the corner that her nose cannot get out. Even when they try to pivot her into another spot, her history is so fucked that we even have to question that. You you, you do realize that she's probably going to get the job because Devil Doug, which we'll talk about later, is probably going to approve it. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of liked, like during the scenes when Philip pointed out her history with the mobs. He was like, I don't know the exact quote, but like he said, like I'm, he's not sure it's a suitable career path for her, given her history. 
And so, I just liked, I thought it was a genius way to throw that in. Yeah. These two could be really good being really bad together. And I'm, I'm kind of here for it. And yeah. shout out to Philippe. Shout out to Jay's new haircut. That new Yeah. Haircut. That new haircut is working for him. Not yeah. a whole lot else is working in this story right now, but that's working. Neither is his voice. <laughs> but yeah, those so, okay, are- hold on. I I have to ask. Does it sound like J. Kenneth Johnson has laryngitis when he speaks? Like yeah, it kind of does, especially, and it gets worse. When, like, and weirdly, when he gets louder and angrier, it gets worse. Yeah, what happened? I, I think, don't remember him. I think this is a directing issue at this point. I feel like when his voice dropped, like it got really low and gravelly, and just. I mean, he he, he growled in the past. It's the facial expressions that are bit off for me, but. He's kind of getting his groove back. I'm seeing it. I'm I'm I mean, loving. It could be worse. Yeah, I mean, I remember the last one. Huh? Oh, John Paul Lavoisier. Oh, but that was so terrible. Honestly, this <laughs> is. This. I'm sorry. It's from the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> no business like show Philip we're seeing with Ava is the kind of Philip I've missed. He's sneaky, messy, but he's not evil. He's just yeah, like even this, even this, the way they were playing him last year when he first hit town, he was devious and mischievous and had a twinkle in his eye. You knew he was up to something. Curious what he was up to, but you were kind of rooting for him to see where it was going. How they? I mean, I'm always him. rooting for him. So. No, but I'm just saying, if you weren't already a fan of Philip, you were kind of intrigued. But they've kind of lost that and they're in now... this current story. And I'm just... It, it has something to do with a shift, like, leading into the fall. Because I'm, I sensed it with Philip. Because we saw the bad storytelling he and the others got. And I'm sensing a shift. And I'm liking it. Are they shifting though? Because he is punching Brady in the promo. So I like how me, much fine with me. Go ahead. Yes. But my point, my point is I mean, that's not that's, that's because not of the next that's story not, we're getting wrong. into, though. Because they're plotting against oh yeah. No, I, so, I get that. It's just so I kind of get why he does he's letting his insecurities win and he's but he's also being misled so i can't get it but that's another discussion itself i'm just enjoying this shift for philip right now because his scenes with awa was enjoyable and yeah yeah you guys know i've been complaining but this was fun well on to the next story shall we and after i read this description we're going to take a vote on whether we're going to make this long or short (laughs) Jay and Gabby's plans are on the way, and they are playing Brady and Philip against each other. They had convinced Brady to talk to Victor about Philip, and they have convinced Philip that Brady is after Chloe. So I'm going to make this long and short, folks. What do you mean? The discussion. Are we going to zoom through this? I'll be just going. I mean, we actually have to talk about this pointless ass story. I'll, I'll say their tactics are smart, but the yeah. plot point is dumb because Victor's not going to hire either one. Exactly. <laughs> that is very weak. 
very weak. Their buddy. end goal, is, their end goal, we know isn't going to happen. So no matter how smart they are right now, it's dumb. I mean, they kind of don't. I know Jai Anderson read this. No, quick. they do though because they are literally playing Philip and Brady against cool, each yeah. other. So they're they're really smart in how they're playing them. It's just that they are delusional if they think that they're going to end up winning Titan. And the fact that we know they're not going to end up winning Titan means everything they do now, even if they look like Einstein while doing it, it doesn't matter. It's pointless, yeah. I know even John Aniston, at the very end of this plan, John Aniston will read this script and stand the fuck up just to show him out the damn door. What was weird to me, like, I, did y'all catch it this week when uh, Gabby was explaining to Jake why um, Victor wouldn't pivot to offering Brady the job? Because she was like, oh, no, they've done that so many times. They know that it doesn't work. And I was like, OK, so she knows Victor well enough to know that he and Brady are not aligned in their business vision. But she doesn't so, know him well enough to know that her and Jake have no shot at getting the CEO job. That doesn't exactly. make sense. It, like, I was even talking with Tony. This sounds more like a way to usher new Sonny into the canvas. Because at the end of the day, it seems more and more that Brady is enjoying basic Black businesses forte. He's not honestly, ready. keep him in this orbit and out of the Kiriakis orbit. I'm just saying Brady Kiriakis can die. Brady long live Brady Black. He's in his orbit. He's enjoying it. He's having fun. So he's not coming over to Titan. Justin already told your ass 30 years ago he didn't want to go. <laughs> right? He's, he's already working for Titan as a lawyer, so he's not going to be the CEO. He already told you he didn't want that shit. Well, I mean, Zander, him, as a, him as a lawyer might not be a, best, a good look. He should try the CEO position. <laughs> Xander kind of bit the hand that fed him, so he's not going to be the CEO. The only two choices are Philip, who he's about to fire if your plan goes through, and Sonny. He's not going to pick you two, so why the hell are we watching you, Boris and Natasha? <laughs> and not only that, like, when does Victor ever really turn his back on Philip? Like, Never. Philip is his golden boy. Philip is the child. Philip is the child. Crowned. Yeah. And Victor would just sweep up the ashes and be like, okay, we're going to buy that building over there and start over. Exactly. Philip is his golden child. Philip is the child that he oh, he wanted. Like he wanted Philip. He wanted to raise Philip the way he couldn't get to raise Bo and Isabella. Now he wanted to raise Philip in his image and it may not necessarily have worked out quite the way he wanted it to, but he's always going to support Philip no matter what stupid boneheaded things he does. It's just the whole thing is weird, man. It's all weird. And it all screams like they're together, but we don't know what the fuck to do with them. So let's have them destroying Titan just for the hell of it. When actually they should be trying to destroy Damara. The thing is they put them together and then had nothing for them. And let's be honest with ourselves. And I say this as a former fan, Jake and Gabby is the ship that chemistry built because when you could it all out on paper? Did they really have a romance for us to root for anyway? Not really. No. And honestly, the chemistry isn't even that much the same. Anymore, exactly. Anymore. Behind the scenes things are kind of ruining it for me because now every time I watch them in romantic scenes, <laughs> I low-key cringe and hope to God that they're not actually kissing because no. But like, it's like, they had so much potential and then Gabby left. Like those last few scenes they had before oh. 
Camilla left were gold. They were then, go- like that was the angst that built s- could build so much story, but then they put him with Kate and it all died. And they tried to use that as angst, and it wasn't. And then you realize what the hell is she fighting for? They didn't really have much of a romance anyway. That's why I've always been a firm believer of yeah, get them back together, but make them crash and burn quickly. Have Gabby leave him. And he actually has to work for her and romance her. Because if you honestly think about it, they're not even I I wonder if it's intentional because what's going to happen when their plan inevitably fails? They're not going to have anything like they're literally going to have nothing. I think they're they're scheming together and they're scheming together turns each other on and they're having a lot of sex. But once the schemes fall apart, are they actually going to have any kind of relationship to fall back on? Because I don't think so. Hopefully she'll snap and kill him and we can get rid of both of them. I'm tired. Yeah. Do we really need that after she killed Nick? <laughs> she did, a, she did she, him a favor. She'll be doing people she, a favor this time. Listen, put a Put a peacemaker that she can control and zap at <laughs> I just, I mean, uh, we're gonna lift that story up in prayer and just move on because I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know what can salvage that couple. We're all rooting for him to go ahead and sleep with cooking Carla Corinthos. Yeah, there was weird chem- there there was good chemistry with Ava and and Jake and I wonder if with them delving into Carly. his history as a hitman if they may end up going back there. This is the Carly and Johnny we deserved on GH anyway and I stand by that. But anyways, next story. Chloe and Nicole have some girl talking. Chloe calls Chloe on her Phillies from both. Nicole like, calls Nicole. Chloe. Yeah, shit. God, these are getting longer and longer by the day, <laughs> by the podcast. But um, anyways, before Chloe can respond, Brady shows up having overheard. Nicole makes an exit and Brady and Nicole talk. She asks Brady and Chloe. They're interchangeable at this point. <laughs> they're not, not even, but okay. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because both both of them are in stories that just seem like what the hell to me. But <laughs> she asks him if he spied on Tyler and he says no and she believes him. She tells him if she finds out he did, she will quit. But yeah, Chloe and Nicole have been interchangeable to me for the past like a week or two, mainly because they're too old for the shit they're going through. Yeah. Yes. But I'm glad Nicole called her on it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I I wish Brady didn't show up when he did because I wanted to see her respond. And I also liked that um Nicole understood where Philip is coming from, even if she wasn't necessarily condoning what he was doing. But she understood. Yeah. She under like she understands why he's nervous about Brady. It doesn't make anything he's doing justifiable because no matter what Brady does or doesn't do, he should trust Chloe to but not cross I, that I'm line. I'm glad, as annoyed as I've been with the story, I'm kind of glad we're seeing Chloe's perspective. Yeah, I that I love the Chloe Nicole scenes for exactly that reason. We got a bit of perspective from Chloe, and it's clear that she has feelings for Brady and she was hurt when Brady chose 
to stay with Kristen. Why and... can't you date both of them? Mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do that for whatever reason. I said the same thing about Allie with Trip and Chanel. I, I, Just because you're dating somebody, sometimes that doesn't mean you automatically jump into a relationship. Okay, but with Phil, with Philip and Brady, would either one of them be okay with her dating both of them? No. And that's when no. you tell both of them old, almost fifty. Honestly, old men grow the fuck up. That that's why I'm not connecting to this story. I'm ne- okay. I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm gonna lay all my cards on the table. I have never really cared for Philip. I've always found him a spoiled ass bitch baby. <laughs> but Chloe made him tolerable. Now he's just a spoiled bitch baby, and Chloe doesn't make him tolerable anymore. He's much tolerable with Ava. So I'm. I'm I not mean, kidding. these people are almost fucking fifty. This time around, also it's. It's a lot of bad writing in the the regime, not understanding this current regime, not understanding who Philip is. So I get not not rooting for him this time around. But like I said, the shift gives me hope based on like spoilers and the promo that they're finally getting who Philip is. I did like the Brady Chloe scene where like Brady was talking about like I I couldn't do this job without you and like again when he says stuff like that to her it just makes my heart melt because you you can see the chemistry you can kind of see the angst building and I'm a sucker for it and I love it like I'm rooting for both of them but at the same time as the weeks drag on I keep thinking Chloe just move the fuck on but to me I sorry but it's like why can't she just date both of them like they need to get dating does not automatically children. mean serious commitment. To me, Brady That's Ali and Trip's problem. We'll get to that later. Brady is coming off like kind of needy a lot because I don't know. I, I feel like he's very con- codependent. He he's is. always been that way. So always. like it's just again, we just, those we just, mommy issues are deep. <laughs> we just like it. We just like it sometimes, depending on who he's being codependent. Because I feel yeah. like it changes. <laughs> he changes like all the time, depending on who's who he's with. So I'm not getting again those mommy issues run deep. So I wish they would bring in their children. Why are, I, I, I I wish it was about more than romance. Like I saw a throwback to when um. It was those where the days had posted something when, um, like ten years ago, uh, Brady had locked Vivian into the sarcophagus, and that's <laughs> yeah. kind of the Brady I enjoy—the messy Brady, because this needy, codependent Brady is boring. But that's he's a- always been this way. <laughs> always needy and codependent. Eh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they were like, yes. Did you not watch his relationship with Eve? Yeah, I, I watched it, but I don't remember. He may have paid the bills and all that stuff. He does what a man's supposed to do, but let's be completely honest. When it comes down to it, Brady is a titty baby when it comes to these women, okay? He is dependent, he is needy, and if they don't fit his mold, he acts out. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I... that's a thread, baby. I'm but he isn't doing that now with Chloe. Like he's done that before and he'll he'll lash out and he'll attach himself to somebody else immediately. Like that's what he does. But well, with Chloe, he's honest. not doing I, that. Well, let's be honest. This is completely off topic. 
But honestly, Brain's problem is if they don't fit the mold of Isabella Toscano, he don't want them. And right now, Chloe is fitting that mold to a T. So he he wants Chloe. I'm not saying I'm not devaluing his feelings, but that's the thing. The issue arises where you're going at it with another 50 year old male over something that's completely up to her. The issue with and, his story overall is just childish as hell. Yeah, you could is. have made this a triangle, but made it very adult to where, okay, Chloe is dating both of them. She still doesn't know what to and do. And even but- if, like, uh, Philip is insecure and, like, his actions are questionable, Chloe's still in the relationship. And he's not, like I said before, he's like this, Like, that. this example may get a side eye, but it's kind of where I'm going with it. They could have played this like how they played Justin, Adrian, and Lucas back in the day. A very adult triangle where you can kind of feel both sides of the situation and why Adrian was torn. That's kind of why why I'm saying I feel a, a shift because if you've read that article about um, what was it? The sapling and the picnic scene with Flowey we're kind of, I think, and I hope against my better judgments, but I think we're heading into being more of a fair triangle, hopefully, because we're getting some nods to their history. And in the article, it's like um, Nadia, I think, stated like she's going to be torn a bit. So I'm hoping we're finally getting that like even triangle that's we've all wanted so yeah i i feel like this they need to give philip and chloe a chance yeah a little bit of a chance i still think we're going to end up with brady and chloe that's just the impression that i have but if they had done that without at least showing her interested in philip as more than just a way to distract herself from brady it would be a major disservice to 20 years of history that she has with him yeah well i'm going to end it on a nice note at least we didn't get rafe in the cold this week folks no but we just get him screwing on a table at some point in the promo hopefully that's a dream no that was rafe i can live with i don't like it but i can live with the cold and ej but so I'm so wondering. Rafe, so Rafe and EJ are going to be fighting over another woman? Again. That's all they ever do. At 50 years. Oh, or it, I think that might be someone's fantasy. Either way, we still have to see I it. Wonder it's if, still disgusting. I wonder if it's Nicole's fantasy. Probably. Which is probably what. Which is probably what sin. Because they're at Consi- Basic Black. Con- and- yeah, considering it happens at Basic Black, it's got to be Nicole's fantasy. Because Rafe's fantasy would involve. The police station, probably. And the barrel. Well, I, I will say this. <laughs> We're going to talk about Nicole later because I have a theory about Nicole and her ex-husband later on this, in the um, Rickle recap. Next story. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying I've literally only seen two days of this storyline, so I'm not going to have much to say other than it was fucking terrible until this week. We finally get the full story on what happened with Harrison and Callista as Bonnie confesses everything to Justin. Mm. We get flashbacks full of historical inaccuracies to explain everything. Uh, again, 
I saw that one Monday I live tweeted on the podcast. <laughs> I told you not to. <laughs> I saw that and literally nothing else until this week. So I'm you like, didn't miss after, much at all. After listen, that listen, Monday, I took Bonnie's a recap a suggestion days. of everything that happened was more entertaining than anything than actually watching it play out on screen. Judy Evans did work this week and but she's me, trying to go ahead. Let me say this. If I remember texting y'all in the group message, I was like, if Justin becomes her lawyer and actually wins this thing for her, I am going to fucking melt. I hate that it took such a terrible story to kind of actually give us a little yeah. hope for Bonnie and Justin. But this here we a, are. This is the first time I cared, and it's all because of Judy, because she's trying to make this turn in a punch bowl work. The flashback. In a punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the flashbacks kind of ripped the story apart for me, because... The, the, the flashbacks look like an episode of Roseanne. Um, that's when I saw the picture out of context, I was confused as to what I it hope was. that actress who plays Callista never comes back. <laughs> um, <laughs> she didn't deserve none of this. Judy, they finally gave Judy Evans something to turn from shit to sugar, and she did it. But it's, and then this buddy bucks thing. Okay, you mean the you mean the McMillions? Now see, <laughs> that's what you got from it. I got that. Oprah grilled chicken kale. <gasps> no, the scam, the buddy bug scam is literally the McDonald's McMillions scam. That's what you got. See, I got Oprah. You haven't watched that document? No, literally, like real life. Okay, you got to send me that. Yeah. For, it's a, for my generation of folks, y'all remember that Oprah grilled chicken scam had your grandma printed off on her Hewitt Packard printer trying to get that grilled chicken from KFC and <laughs> Oprah had. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah had promoted it and then folks got to the KLC and said nah fam we ain't doing that <laughs> I mean what, this, this I was the like, shit I've seen in a while it, it was a mess but I will say Judy Evans she acted the house down yeah. like yeah. Um, this could be an Emmy nomination reel for her like don't submit anything uh, with <laughs> Callista or actually like any of the actual story that we saw on screen submit the scenes from this week telling Justin what happened and the flashbacks it's that's okay it you did a I, uh, Jackie McGinnis Wood did a cut off and she got her image the flashbacks annoyed me because that year is so fresh in my mind and it's not what or who Bonnie was. Yeah, that was like I I was in the group chat. Like, are they for real with this? Cause like Bonnie back then was what we call in the streets a diamond cluster hustler. Okay. See, she embezzle, like that was Bonnie. Bonnie was a mess. Bonnie was, <laughs> she stole from her own she daughter. That, huh? <laughs> she stole money hit. from her own daughter. She she was a she was Bonnie was Joanne Prada before we knew Miss Joanne Prada. She would not have cared about the poor people trying exactly. to send the buddy butts. No, no, y'all run that back to somebody who was not watching because that that was super out of character. I, I, then, I lived with it though because it that meant I didn't have to see Miriam on my screen. No, but that was the other thing. I was super confused because how she told Justin the story went down mm -hmm. 
was not jiving with how I remembered the story going down. So Which I, makes sense because I, I saw it on Twitter and we talked about it in the group chat. The writers did actually Google for accuracy. Unfortunately, the source they landed on was incorrect. The whole uh, fireplace poker part was incorrect and they got it from a source that got it wrong. I think it was so, Soap Central. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's correct. So it kind of annoyed me, like, seeing that. And since I'm a Mimi girl, and I loved Mimi in 2003, I was like, "Uh, leave me alone, Michael. (laughs) Give me this. So I was like, you know what? Uh -uh. No, this was not Bonnie. Bonnie was a whole ass schemer, stealing money from Mimi, (laughs) doing all of this. So I had to post something. And protected trees. Now, what they (laughs) could have done... Among other schemes, like those were just a few things. What they could have done is said, since I could not get use the million dollars that I, you know, since I could not claim the million dollars because uh, the dude ended up dead. uh, That is why I schemed for so long, for so many years, because I was trying to make up for the million I was this close to getting. I mean, this is literally that's con. all they that's that's literally all they had to do to make the history on screen work with what we saw. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, or just I, I not was... make it 2003. What if they what if this was what if this had happened? I, I know this. She wasn't Bonnie then. And we didn't really know a whole lot about Bonnie at the time that Mimi was homeless. I mean, but when, what if when Bonnie was, quote unquote, more Maureen? Yeah. Yeah, between like Habitat for Humanity and before we saw Mimi's mom as Bonnie. Exactly. So what if this is part of what led to them being homeless? What if they put it in that timeline? We saw what happened and why they became homeless. That was a whole life story. Like basically, it it don't work no way, no how. Yeah, (laughs) I was trying. I can live with it. (laughs) No, but the thing is, like. Michael. <laughs> the thing is, it just doesn't work when we've seen how Bonnie is. Like, like the problem is they want they want us to believe that Bonnie has always been this and I don't good see the person. And there, uh, that uh, like she hasn't been like I'm not saying that she's been like this evil, terrible devil woman, <laughs> but um but Bonnie has not always been this good part schemer with the heart of gold like no Bonnie no. was very that was like that she was very manipulative at, uh, towards Mimi especially so like we even kind of saw that d- dynamic in 2018 so I'm not getting why she's supposedly this good person that always has been. She has not been that yeah. good. And she and Mimi like had a this. dysfunctional relationship. That's kind of what I enjoyed about him. Like, I know people don't like Bonnie and Mimi. I don't care. But like, I enjoyed that dysfunctional relationship. But now it's like, it's very frustrating. And retcons like this, it, it it's like when they made Paul John's son. At the time Paul would have been conceived, we saw John on screen. So it made absolutely no sense. And it was a complete mind fuck when they did it. However, the chemistry between Christopher Sean and Drake Hogeston 
allowed us to accept that retcon into reality. Knowing it was crap, we accepted it anyway. There is nothing here to make us Actually, accept this I kind of buy it now. Kind of buy it now. Because during that time, Kristen was still married to Tony and wasn't he wasn't getting nothing. So I Yeah, but I he was also it. he was also a, a priest at the time. It was yeah. the time he found out he was a priest. No, no, but no, no, here's the thing. When Tori came back to tell him that he she was pregnant, he was a priest at that time. It isn't as a man, it is not far-fetched that John got him some nooky. And then we saw him okay. whining nonstop about yeah, 24 7 on a, screen. John's not that dude. He's not. He's never been that dude. I, I'm just saying, I can buy some red cars, I can buy some. I can and the, and the only reason we bought that is because the chemistry between Drake and Christopher made it. No, well, I, I just mean, thought as a man, like, he wanted him a nut. So, for instance, I, but that's, uh, that's I think the red con like fans were able to buy even if they're changing it now, was Lonnie being Abe's daughter? Because it... Never about that. I mean, some, not all. <laughs> but, like, you could see it because we actually saw Tamara and Abe in the 80s. So and the timeline low-key Yeah, the works. timeline made sense. Oh, let me make that was the sense. only thing around it that made, that made sense. That made sense because they never explained it outside of that. Yeah. So, so like, that's a retcon worked and now with the backstory even like it clicks even more but like this one with bonnie it makes no there's sense n- there's nothing for us to cling on to to overlook the historical inaccuracies that are being forced down our throat to make it. yeah and the whole david thing i was this close to raging because i was like let me j- don't rewrite this because this my mother is- was confused and thought we were flashing back to david's death and that they were retconning and i said no mama that's harrison lord and she went, oh. Yeah, I, had, I had to tell Ariette that before she lost her shit that day. <laughs> I'm I like, like, calm down. Because we I, haven't recorded. <laughs> I kind of like it because Mimi had such a, I wouldn't say terrible upbringing, but her, like, well, compared to Belle and the others. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of liked how it culminated to her killing her dad. But I was like, are they going to change what exactly happened in it? Obviously, we're a few tidbits, but I just hope they leave it as it is because they've already changed Bonnie's history. I don't think they're going to change Speaking that. of, I need clarification on something. Sure. Um, in what? the actual scene where Mimi kills her dad, where Bonnie is telling Mimi about killing her father, she says he had never been violent with me before then, but something in him just snapped. This week when she was talking to Justin, she made it seem like that man was Ike Turner beating her from pillar to post. So like, which one? I, I don't know. Mimi's, Mimi's he, dad. Even before this, even before this, they laid the line that he was abusive. The, the yeah, old- but in her actual, when that's what I was saying. Like, was she just trying to spare Mimi? I, she thought Mimi wasn't remembering. I was, him? I was thinking that maybe she tried to spare her. Um, the only time we've actually seen Mimi's dad was during the hab- like the homeless story, the Habitat for Humanity house that story. That's the only time we saw Mimi's dad, and then he disappeared. And it was actually a B played. Um, that he left them until we yeah, found I mean, out. Like he was a deadbeat. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah. So until we found out when during like first initial exit, that was when we found out Mimi had killed him. But that clip is just one clip of the entire episode. But yeah, it's kind of rewrite. I don't know. That, I'm going with. I remembered him being a deadbeat. I did not remember him being abusive. Yeah, but I think that's been like in the dialogue for some years. Yeah, it's been that's because that's the only thing I know of him that was that he was abusive. I didn't even know about the deadbeat part. I may be a lifer. I mean, he wasn't in the picture during like Mimi's young adult years. I'm saying, I'm saying that doesn't even matter when it's been the history. It's been said in dialogue for years now that he was abusive. Yeah, because but when did they decide that? Because I don't know. Personally. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, it's weird. I get what y'all are saying, but I'm saying this has been a thread way for years, even before this story came up. Because I may be a lifer, but I can honestly say I didn't start getting into days heavily, like watching on my own until middle school. And Miriam wasn't on at the time, but that was still a thread way that huh? he was abusive. Which even when she was on, it was still even when they brought that up. Mimi's family, like she got a family. Okay, we're 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 going too long on this subject. No, but I'm saying like Mimi was on before her family. She got a fam. This character got a family. Yeah, but again, it's in the dialogue that he was abusive. I mean. Michael is saying yeah, that for years dialogue that he wasn't. That's that's my yeah. Point. That's the yeah. That's it started off that way, and then after Mimi killed him, the I dialogue. Think what Michael is saying is that the, the retcon happened long before this story. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just trying to figure out what the, the truth was. When, <laughs> like, because I mean, both. when which year did they start to like sprinkle this into? I can't remember, but it's been in it for a minute. I mean. Again, Bonnie, like Nick Bonnie, just said, he started watching what ten years ago. Yeah, 2010, 2011. and whenever Bonnie was discussed, or when when they first brought Bonnie back, that's all that they ever really talked about. But me, um, Bonnie was brought back in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, she so hasn't, I don't, she hasn't been around for ten years. Like yeah, in so, between that, we're not saying that, but we're. I'm confused. Point, what, I'm confused. The, that's why I'm asking. Which the year? point is the retcon. We we don't know what year. We can't really pinpoint it, but the retcon has been in it for years. Okay. Now, granted, it is weird because actually looking back, I do remember bits and and he wasn't abusive. He was just a deadbeat. Yeah, he was deadbeat, a deadbeat dad, and I can see why Mimi had thought she he was a deadbeat dad. My, my question is, and I know I know we're off topic. How do they keep up with these retcons? Because they keep doing all these retcons. Clearly, they, they don't. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Consult Google and hope the that the information of, they get is right. Isn't that why Ryan Kwan is here? Ryan they, Kwan knows some of the history, but even there's some stuff that even he, I'm sure, is a little bit confused on. So if he's not 100 percent clear on something, he sends the scriptwriter to go. The purpose of a story bible for you to write these things down, so we wouldn't be having these arguments. Yes, no. but also all of the writers are located in different places, so who knows where the actual storyline bible you actually don't have is? Oh, a fucking SharePoint. Because this this is a really confusing. Yeah, I was just confused. I like to move on. Yes, we do because I have no. But we have to know, like no. But seriously, we have to move on. Let's move on. We can can talk about that later. (laughs) It's a confusing retcon. That's oh god, another one. Ben is here. Oak Alley doesn't go as planned after learning the true history of the place. 
And what the tour guy said about not pretending the past doesn't exist, Landon, for being. I didn't know what else to say, but that's basically the takeaway that I got from those scenes. The visit to Oak Alley did not go the way I thought it was going to go. And all I will say is I'm glad they kind of tied it into what's going to be the current story with Ben's reservations about having a kid. Because if they didn't do that, it would have felt very public service announcement circa the 90s that they always used to do. And that would have landed very wrong for me. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that they went that route and tried to tie it into a story rather than just to do it to do it. Does that make sense? That makes sense. It was um, the scenes, because I didn't watch them initially, and I went back and watched them when Ariad asked about them, and they were... Um, I liked the tour guide. <laughs> I liked her. Can we bring her to Salem? Yes. Um, it The thing is, like, you could tell the writers knew it needed you, to be addressed. They just didn't know how to address it. You, you want me to do it? No. Because <laughs> it's... I mean, it's like I said in the group chat, I feel like they knew that they had to address the subject. They didn't really have, I, I don't think that they had the range to do so. And I think that they felt like it needed to be this like super woke PSA moment and it didn't necessarily need to be. Cause like really all they needed was for Sierra to have a moment where she's like, you know, I realized this place, they didn't even need to go because Sierra, you know what? I realized this place meant so much to my mom and dad, but knowing the legacy of it, it just doesn't really sit well with me. So why don't we find our own special place in the city that meant so much to them? That would have been great. And I there you go. That. Like, I, cause I've endured worse discussions about racism on time, yeah. so it didn't bother me that much it was a bit cringe yeah when I actually went back and watched the scenes but because it's like it, it wasn't surprising yeah it did not it I, didn't offend like, me as as I appreciate the acknowledgement but it's like they could have been done without all of this although I do appreciate you know the devil coming in at the end because yeah that was great like, that little that little storm thing with the wind at the end that if is gross. If there is any place where Satan lives, it's a plantation. So <laughs> and plan in your I, plantation weddings. And I want to say, at the time that, that, like, when the windstorm was happening, Doug was having moments of lucidity. So I, I do actually wonder if the devil had kind of hopped over to New Orleans for a second and then hopped back. But like Sierra came off as a bit ignorant and like hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, but on. I'll just say oh. this. I just have something short to say. Considering how much like she claims to know how important like special it was for Bo and Hope, it's kind of odd. She didn't know the actual history. But if they didn't, if they didn't tell her the history, though, but like, she has been, okay. she has a little bit of <laughs> she's been to college. She <laughs> like early. it just what, to she... the average reader rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> she just I, I done bit my tongue long enough. No. Welcome to the Mavericks reading rainbow. 
Sierra Alice Weston, you trick ass bitch, sit your ass fucking down. You, how the fuck do you not know? What what you thought they was doing? Making fucking chocolate bars with Willy Wonka at a fucking plantation? <laughs> I didn't know, bitch. What, what do you know? That's like me going to ground zero. I did not know all these people died. Bitch, you knew. I don't care. That was the easily the most offensive shit I've seen in daytime in a minute. And I'm not one of those people who get quickly offended because I sat there through that damn Cassie, Debonner, Abby community group baby shit. Yeah, you were rooting say, for it. Did not say a word. So that shows you I'm not easily offended, but that shit was offensive as fuck. I have nothing for saying at this point. Because how could you not know? To me, that was easily the most ignorant shit she could have said, and it proved a lot of people on Twitter right. She is the most selfish, self-centered piece of shit I have ever seen in soap. And that's all I have to say on How did you not know? You wanted to know what you wanted to know. It, it tracks, though. That's, I mean, like, that's, you, that's, you that's where a- I am with it. Like, it, it made complete sense because of, <laughs> just because of who she is, how she was raised, where she comes from, a lot of people like her don't know things like that because they're not but taught it's it. It's not that they don't know. Or they, you don't they, don't they, don't, they don't care to know. They don't care to know. Exactly. They not, no, they know. They just don't acknowledge it. Because I mean, like, okay, me and Michael, we, you and I, we both live in the South. So we see these plantations and we see people have their weddings there. People have yep. their debutante balls there. People have their galas and their black tie events there. Yep. And there is absolutely no correlation in their mind that they are having celebrations on blood-soaked land. But, but here's the thing. Like you are having a celebration on people's graves where people were in human bondage. And like- I would have respected no, her better no if she knew. There's if no she said, I knew what went down here. Her I, 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 I find it odd that she didn't because she knows. They, people know, people just don't acknowledge it. it that's what made it worse it's with her you. saying that to me. You knew. Anyone who sat through a fifth grade social studies class knows what went down. But she so, talks about how, how, like, she talks about how much like in Men for Born Hope, how could she not know? She, like, there's Google. If you need, like, research. With a black best friend and you didn't know? Come on now. Like, But it's very on brand for, like, Sierra. She's very superficial and very self-centered. So I'm not surprised. Like, it takes a lot to offend me. And that really just did not sit well with me. It. I could not watch anything else with her in it for the rest of the episode because I, I was, was literally done with all it, it was. <laughs> she hasn't been seen since then. Like I, I do not want them on my screen anymore after that. That that was a lot for me. And me personally, I don't think she can come back from it. And we <laughs> um, bring the tour guide to Salem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, <her>. we <laughs> She could play a part in the quad. Let's manifest it for a second. Well, let's move on to the next story. There should be a palette. Cle- oh, no. Okay. Palette cleanser comes later. Paulina tells Marlena her secret as Lonnie and Abe discuss the possibility of Abe and Paulina getting married. 
loved this. Especially so... knowing what it's going to lead to. Like, this was so good. Marlena I was love... like... Well, I cannot tell, like, that would be a breach of, what was it she said? Breach of my, breach of confidentiality. Yeah. Right. She said I could be sued. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said that Paulina gonna sue the shit out of her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but oh she could literally, and her defense will be the, her defense will literally be the devil made me do it. Oh my. that'll work? In Marlena's case, I don't know, but I. It, it, it will work. It will work. Because again, this was in the news. It, we literally saw I mean, news. Yeah. Everyone, will, a, everyone will believe it. This has re- been. Baby, and Paulina is not going to believe that. <laughs> what I really gonna love throw, about she this throw, story. She's going to throw some holy water at, at Marlena's <laughs> Like, bullshit. <laughs> What I really love about this story, sorry, I waited to you guys, we're, we're done. But what I, what I love is that we're getting a lot of anvils. And I feel like they haven't done them well in a minute. But this story, they've been hitting them on the mark. Like, Yeah, the layers and the beats are being played really well. I'm surprised. It's not being played, it's not being played a lot, which helps. Like I, part of me wishes we would have more screen time with them and this story. The other part of me is enjoying the pacing that we're getting because every time we see it, it moves. Well, I, I does. do want to say this. If they're not going to play it to its full potential, they need to go ahead and wrap this secret up so we can get to the meat and the potatoes of this story. Because but that's coming. I, I, feel like it's com- I feel like it's coming up. I know it just started. But I, I feel I like you want everything Chanel. now. Like, but I, I feel I, like I, I feel like, like I kind I feel of like want they everything play now. Chanel more in this story because they're not playing her at all when she really should. It's be coming. It's coming. Animals. You're literally gonna get what you I, want. You think, just but I, I but I agree it. with your point there because I mentioned it last week. I need Chanel to get into because they're like they're all in their own and i wonder if that's why they're excluding chanel because we know from the promo that that paulina asked lonnie to be her maid of honor at the wedding and i'm wondering if it's that's why chanel's been excluded it's been what two three weeks now that we've known the secret now we're just now getting marlena knowing i kind of want someone else to find out Maybe so we can get a little more angst into it, like more people know. I did Would want you... Eli to find out. And yeah, I was gonna anything. ask. Do you want? I Eli feel like to Chanel's gonna find out because I feel like Mar Devil's gonna tell her. But I, I feel like it would have more heat to it if Eli found out, and now he's yeah. grappling with. I'm trying to keep this secret to keep my wife safe, but my wife needs. You to might find out the morning of the wedding. I think and Chanel decide, like. So, see, I don't think me, Chanel. That's too late. I feel like that's something Eli should know now. So now when it comes to the wedding, there's more. There's more. There's more fallout to it. Yeah. Lonnie can say all of these people know you felt like you could discuss with all these other people, but you couldn't discuss it with me, a mother. If you would have told me straight up as a mother what you were feeling and how that went down, I would have understood it. But but the only reason I don't want them to go down that road with EY is because we just did an EY keeping a secret from her story. We just came off of that. We don't need to repeat that again so soon. But but see, that was- I mean, it was a year ago though. We haven't even hit a year yet. My thing with that was it it wasn't B it wasn't BS. Eli kept that secret for a reason because Lonnie was being very unreasonable. Well no, that's true. 
this, she would. This is a secret to where he's darned if he do darned if he. Yeah, that's that. That's the what way I Paulina wanted. is telling it. She did this for Lonnie's safety. She she's still doing this for Lonnie's safety. So if Eli was to find out, let's say Monday, of course he has every right to keep this secret because he's trying to keep his wife and his children safe. So it would make sense for him to keep this secret. Now, granted, him and Lonnie will have issues with it, but what's the problem with that? Lonnie's world but also just exploded like, with that news. I, I just feel so like couples I know angst. it's the beginning. So, they're gonna it's get the beginning, angst, but, but like it's a lull. Is this story is more like a buzzing in the background than what it should be? But we don't need. What I'm saying. We don't need similar angst back to back. We don't need Eli making the same mistake twice. But it's not a mistake. Well, it's not even it's that. Not it's always with this. This is always the the card that's played. I'm keeping this from you to protect you. She didn't tell him about Gabby and the pacemaker. He didn't tell her about. Like we've grown from that, yo. They've had so many conversations and like and they lost that. If yeah. they're going to, we, they like they they are beyond. It this. has to be. It has to be something else. I we mean, going over the same ground. I don't. I don't think Chanel would will find out because. She's I literally do. asking her mom. Like, I don't think she will find out anytime soon, but maybe remember she's at the wedding. hospital when she finds out that Paulina has no. asked Lonnie to be her maid of honor. They're standing in the hospital lobby in that scene. So I yeah. guarantee you she's probably gonna go right from there to Marlena and then probably find out at that moment. Yeah, it would make more sense if Chanel found out. I wouldn't hate it if Eli did. I could understand if he wanted like to protect Lonnie and all of that, but I could see anyone finding out at this point, but if they don't, that even makes it messier when the truth comes out. I'm I'm cool with the story right now. I Same. did want Eli to find out because I did want them to play that angst, and I wouldn't have a problem with them having marital issues because of it. Because I would like to see it play out. Listen, um, I, I legit thought Lonnie would get hurt and all that story. Yeah, we we kind of went off a rail with that one. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, but logistically, that really didn't make any sense given the timeline issues we had. Yeah, but, we would had to wait all the way until November, and then that wouldn't make sense because the injury would have healed up by then, considering all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did um, enjoy the Abe and Lonnie scenes. Um, it's gonna make it a lot harder for when the truth does come out. Mm. Um, but but I'm um, I'm looking forward to the reveal. Um, the re- I do want some some more stuff to be played, but I don't. I'm not not enjoying it right now. Yeah, I think it's one of the few really enjoyable storylines. Yeah, I'm, uh, again, I'm apprehensive mainly because I I know how much potential this family has, and then they sell me short every time. So it, I, I every time I feel like I'm enjoying a Elon's story, I instantly get like defensive about it because it's like the kidnapping story again i know i bring this up a lot but i was so looking forward to that kidnapping story and they sold it so short that i've been disappointed ever since but with jackie being involved in this story that's not going to happen i'm thinking having jamie on board maybe I'm, i'm more i'm more optimistic about this than i've been for any of their previous stories I'm just gonna say that, like, and that's pro- honestly why I'm probably so critical of them because I know that it could be so much better if y'all actually played them the way they should be played, along with the counterpart. If that makes sense, does it make sense? 
makes sense. sense. What the thing is, a beat they could play even if they didn't have Eli finding out. They could have him being territorial and protective of Lonnie as she rebuilds a relationship with Paulina. Or they could have this. Eli knowing that something's up and trying to figure out what the problem is. They, yeah, or they, could they even can all that. find out and be like, <gasps> "What?" I'm I'm just saying, like I I do wish Eli did have more of a part in this. If even if he didn't keep the secret, he could just be protective of Lonnie and fearful that Paulina's going to let her down again. Yeah. So he's trying to. So he's basically like uh, hovering over Paulina and Lonnie whenever they're around, just to make sure some wild shit isn't going on. Speaking of the wedding, we know that Mardevil is going to be um, presiding. And this, I think, might even segue into our next topic. Did you happen to see who was at the wedding together? Roman and Kate. Kate and Roman. Uh huh. They were? They were were at the wedding. Um, Eli and Olivia were sitting together. Um, I'm assuming Theo's the best man. Um, So it's Lonnie's the maid of honor chanel's probably going to be there so um who knows who's going to be there with her i wish they had the big church for this i, I mean wish, it's still yeah, kind that, of sort and, of safe looks but yeah but they it's a miniature version yes it would be an honor they do they that's they keep playing that with the weddings um the I church do, be looking empty as hell yeah and, and it's do, a small church yeah i do wish like just i don't know if they'll do it because of covid regulations i mean marla gibbs is 90 so i could see them like trying to be safe can you tell like y'all got a little bit of money can you like cgi through the rest of the crowd <laughs> like just like, come on play it for what it can be because right now now to be fair that's every soap let's be honest here except gh they don't like they they'll put a bunch of people in the room in a minute <laughs> yeah yeah but Given the that work, nope, not going there, not going there. Know what you were going to say, and I agree, I agree with you. And now it's we're better, going to move on to better the to be story. safe than sorry. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Because we're not going there. No, we are not going there. Roman and Kate have a flirting moment at the pub, which Lucas observes. He tells his mom to go for it with Roman. He was so cute. First of all, I was not expecting the reference to Melaswin. That threw me for a loop because I think this is the first time since they got off the damn island that they've mentioned the damn island. Well, let's be honest, this is the first time since six months after the possession that they no, it was mentioned in 2018. There's a clip circulating on Twitter. Kate, Marlena, and Vivian were locked in was the, that the only time. Okay, yeah, but they only use it in like a joking manner. Yeah. But I, I, I feel never like actually mentioned, like have they not mentioned Melis? Well, I take that then? back. During the Meliswin era, they did kind of. But yeah, Meliswin not... has barely ever been mentioned since that story wrapped up, at least not that I can really I mean, recall. The Salem so... serial killer story has been mentioned, but not, but not the, the island portion of it. They've mentioned Mar- okay. They've mentioned Marlena being brainwashed into being a killer. They've never mentioned the <laughs> island part of it, let alone the island's name. I swear, Marlena always they're, goes through some type of shit. I've noticed they're doing that a lot easier now because they're, they're, they're acknowledging that they're leaning into their crazy ass history. They, they, they don't always do that. They, they try, try to, to run away like from it, it. Yeah, they try to act like it doesn't exist. It feels like, there's like a way you can drizzle it in there and make yeah, it seem it like it feels like they're embracing it. Like when they had Kate say the, um, Salem serial killer had the uh, 
cake. The bloody wedding cake. Oh, yeah. and oh. that blood curdling scream with the blood all over her wedding dress. That was some of Lauren Coslow's best acting ever. Yeah, yeah. such a good scene. But I, like, oh, so good. But I, I kind of like so good. waiting. I'm looking forward to finally getting my Cayman. The thing is, I was a fan before, but after Friday, I kind of went and looked at Sam's Cayman playlist, and I am just in love with that coupling. Plus, we're we're gonna have a dialogue. Did you see her? Like, I know we've had issues with, with- Roman used to wear Kate out. Oh God! <laughs> every chance he got, every, I'm, I'm literally it's getting to every episode. He is wearing her out, and I love it. I love it. I really do. I'm happy they're going here because they, they, Kate needed it. I'm be real. They, they didn't really give a damn about Roman, but they're playing Roman well now. They're playing him like an actual character that was on the show and has yeah. history on it. But Kate needed this, like, because they've done so much disservice for Kate in recent yeah. years. And it's this is the most I've liked Kate in the last five years. Unless a lot of people, a lot of people are saying that, but I'm in, we, I'm enjoying it, and I didn't see them the first time, but I, I think it makes sense. I also like the outfit Kate, yeah, Kate was, was wearing say. in the promo. It looked like Kate. Yeah, and her hair looked like Kate too. Like it, she just, she was very, she like, was Kate in the all promo. Oh, Roman need is his love jacket. She again. wasn't the widow Demara. She was Kate. Yeah, yeah, and this. It, the scenes itself with Lucas and Kate. When Lucas and, is basically telling her to go for it. And like yeah. the scene where <laughs> she's wiping fun. the powdered sugar off of his face. And like, I Lu- just. I, Lucas is sitting oh, like, like, can y'all get like, a room, please? Brian's faces were, like, Brian has the best facial reactions in the world. Lucas's faces were killing me. Because honestly, the only realistic thing that got in Kate and Roman's way. And Michael, you can back this up with Sammy. Correct. They're arguing about yeah. it now as I watch. I mean, so and and yeah, Lucas right now, too, because Roman didn't like Lucas. I kind of remember well, that, when Sammy was about to speak up during the wedding, and they stuffed like a handkerchief cake in her some, mouth or something. Oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, and, and so <laughs> carry her like, out. So, and at this point, Kate and Sammy have gotten to a place where they begrudgingly respect each other. So even yeah. once she comes back from this kidnapping she's not going to stand in their way and plus she really has no room to talk about anybody's relationships after how she's handled hers so they really have nothing standing in their way now yeah, yeah and plus Kate is pushing season. 70 it Roman is, is, Roman is pushing and it's 80. also so refreshing <laughs> Roman is this, not their own it was so Josh Taylor is 77 <laughs> Roman eh? ain't far off <laughs> It was so refreshing to see like Jake being so uh, no not Jake but uh, Jake no <laughs> Kate being so re- uh, far removed from Jake because yeah, when Lucas questioned her Demara. he was like under the Maras. even though she did no, say no no like, no, no. I'm, I'm just gonna I was gonna point out something Lucas said like he asked her are you still hung up on Jake and it's like it reminded me of how terribly written she was earlier this year and she was like no. I don't. I don't even care. About, I don't know what she said, but she was like, "No." She, she basically just made it clear. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm over that. So it's like um, I was like flashing back, like, "Damn, she was written so horribly sweet this year, and now we're getting some good stuff." And once again, the shift. I'm just gonna leave it there. 
it feels really good and like I'm really excited and really happy like just those little moments were so good and like I could actually understand Roman clearly he was not Mumbles McPubman anymore <laughs> Leave we gonna stop calling him that well, you can't call him Matlock anymore because the Matlock actor no longer owns the role, but he has now earned his name back. Mumbles McPubman is now Roman again, thanks to Kate. He is uh, the only mumbling that he was doing was not mine. Okay, hey, no, we're not doing I saw the scenes, I sent it to the group message. Yes, I didn't. I didn't you guys saw what, what I said. <laughs> Uh, Ariette, she knew. I'm excited about them. Same. I'm very excited, and I think I'm more excited now than I was the first time they did them. Well, from mumbling and nibbling to sweet bits. <laughs> That's a transition. I was gonna say something else, but I didn't want <laughs> Nick to have a core in there. So, <laughs> sweet bits had a successful first day. And should witness Al and Chanel celebrating and it becomes awkward. To try to ease the awkwardness, he offers to buy them some celebratory champagne. Beautiful gals. <laughs> I mean, it, it was awkward and messy. I love the tension of what Allie did the night that she found out about Johnny and Chanel is still having ramifications for them. Like, I love that the awkwardness is still there because you could see it when they were working together. You could see it even like Trip is unsure where they're standing. Like... Allie's like everybody's kind of unsure and awkward and it's kind of weirdly working. Johnny makes everything worse. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he shows up, I mean, um, Chanel is all grinning and Allie is just like, it's like he makes it's like he makes her skin crawl because he's around. Like she can't help herself. She's just over it. Uh, yeah, she literally turns green with jealousy and poor Trip is just sitting there like... He, he's sitting there watching it. He can't like... I don't know if he like he's afraid to ask her straight out or if like I don't he doesn't want to push her. I, yeah. I I think it's a mix of he doesn't want confirmation of what he deep down already knows, but he also doesn't want to push her into saying something she's not ready to say. Yeah. And, and Johnny Johnny just pushed everybody's buttons. Because Johnny get, Johnny and Chanel are basically two sides of the same coin. Neither one of them give a fuck. They just openly say how it is and you're just going to deal because look at like even at, when she came out of the hug she looked at trip and she's like you have nothing to worry about there's nothing Allie, romantic you don't have there's to worry nothing about romantic here and then and then Allie gets kind of pissy and she's like well you made your choice so here we are yeah she's she's not pulling any punches <laughs> i wish the story was played for more than one day yeah that, no the yeah, pacing of it definitely I think it's going to pick up more as we transition it into Johnny's movie because like I don't have many thoughts on it because it, it only played for one day and then but the you can still have I thoughts did, on what aired I know, no, the thoughts that y'all I did have y'all already said so it's <laughs> yeah those are good scenes but I want more I want more that's it well you're getting um, something more Something could have been cut. I'm trying to think what what happened this week. I could have lived without. We could have um, lived without the fight scene and gotten more of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else could I? Honestly, I didn't even need the whole Callista Bonnie explanation flashbacks. We could have did something else with that. Well, um, 
Yeah, they didn't actually they didn't actually need the flashbacks. They could have just had Judy selling the story because she did well. Beautiful gals, though. I mean, I mean, I don't hate the story. It just didn't air that much. (laughs) Next story. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Okay, Johnny goes to Marlena for help with his movie, well, financing his movie. She says she will talk it over with John and suggests he talks to Will since he has Hollywood experience. After talking with Will, he decides to write the movie of Sammy's life, the Sammy Brady story. And he wants Allie to play Sammy. He goes to the pub to make sure Roman is okay with it, and he is. And both Roman and Lucas agree to invest in the movie. Can I just say I love that Johnny is a Lumi stan? (laughs) I love it so much. When he said in his scenes with EJ, I'm reading this script, and you could tell even back then that Lucas and that Lucas was the love of her life. I literally felt like my tweets were coming coming to life because the entire time I was live tweeting '93 and '94 when I was watching my classic days binge, I said that multiple times that you could see the chemistry and the foundation of Lucas and Sammy even then, and it confused the hell out of me that they were never the story. So the fact that Johnny sees it acknowledges it and then uses it to twist the knife with his father i was living for that moment yeah it's um i'm enjoying it johnny's a crafty bastard much like his father (laughs) he's he's asking everybody for money i did like when he asked kate for money she was like um i'm still working for your father i'm not getting involved in that (laughs) i also love that marlena was i love that marlena was able to clock immediately that he wanted something (laughs) <laughs> yeah he was sweet talking to her she's like what do you want like <laughs> and um, then john and johnny were so cute he's like my name okay johnny how about a movie of about Do- talking dogs <laughs> he let us tell any story but that one <laughs> well my, my question is does johnny not have an inheritance well, Jay's not, EJ's not letting him fund his, EJ won't let him, EJ won't fund his movie and EJ but, won't let him get his, get use his inheritance to fund the movie. But isn't Johnny at least 23? 23, 25. He, the thing is, but it depends on when they get it. I they, think in the past they had it where you had to like be 30 to get the inheritance from the Demara side of the family. I could be making that up, but I'm not sure. I think I remember. I think I remember something about that too. I don't know who, what child it involved, but I think I remember something like that. It was yeah. There, there was there was an age requirement, so he you know, you know also, if they wouldn't have made the Demara business an actual business, we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> anyway, but people, but people going to for fine, you know, for financial backing for movies is a thing, you know, that happens. And then, yeah, you know, I, I know, I know, you don't spend your own money. But I was just asking. What I do like about this story, despite like fans saying it's all campy, it's not. We actually saw so, some, who like, said the, that. A lot of fans who didn't can't stand John and Marlena and don't yeah. like where this is going. Like a, a lot of fans who didn't like the or even didn't watch the original position story said says it like all camp and no nothing else. But we're That's actually seeing crap. the beats of life. Yeah, it's very it's very character Emotional. and human driven. Like there's yes, I, and it I was expected some wild crazy shit immediately, but no, it's just. This them story being was them in this situation. Yeah, this story was 
rooted in emotion amidst all the crazy back in 94 and 95 when it was originally told the the love and devotion that john and marlena had for each other even though they were just friends and for and since this is an audio podcast and you can't see yes i am using air quotes on just friends um that was the driving force of that story then and it's going to be the driving force of that story now and uh, do we want to segue into the john and marlena part of this i think now sure like Jarlena discussed potentially investing in John's movie, and John is apprehensive. He doesn't really want to open old moves. Y'all don't know that song? Tony, you should know that song. I, I do, vaguely. You're going to have to refresh I've my heard memory. heard it. I don't remember. I Was it the Twilight Zone? It's the Jarlena Affair theme. Oh. oh, my God. Yes, it is. <gasps> it's the plane theme. Oh, I, I thought yes! we were. I, love that I thought we were already on this segment. Sorry, because it's no, all no, tied together. Yeah, I, I had to split it because otherwise it was going to be like a ginormous paragraph, and Michael yeah. was going to shoot me. But so what, what I do like, <laughs> what I do like, is the internal turmoil and angst this is going to bring to John and Marlena because, it, oh my God, it like the first episode already, <sighs> and it was so it was dramatic. so. Like, Can we just? Tied in boardroom table flashback. Yes, I was just getting there. The high definition HD remastered conference room table flashbacks. Okay. And we are since we got coins like that now. I would like to see the hot springs remastered as well. Please. Please. I beg. I bet I, I do Will the Luther Bandross in the back. No. Give us rapture. I find there. Uh, no, no, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but love won't let me wait. Will forever be tied to that hot springs. But if we can get Anita Baker, I can live with that. But <laughs> plus, she just got her master's back. Yeah, you, you yeah, you could probably call her, call her directly, see what happens. <laughs> Maybe she'll be honored. <laughs> um, I love. I, oh, there's I so love, much of this that I, I love. I love their different perspectives. Um, yeah, John is like not no, but hell no. Um, yeah, <laughs> like Marlena, Marlena was like, it won't be that bad. Yeah, Relax. Like it was seeing what he went ago. through. I completely understand John being so apprehensive about it. Yeah, and I love the fact too that they draw drew the direct correlation from the affair reveal to Stefano to the original possession like they draw that through line for you and I had like I said again this was another case of my tweets coming to life and I live for that when that happens because it makes me feel like I'm not completely crazy when I come up with these theories um because I had said the same thing because had the affair not happened she would never have been so isolated that Stefano never would have been able to make her his queen of the night and had she not been Stefano's queen of the night the devil never would have been able to possess her so it all connects and it all leads. So opening Pandora's box and discussing the affair is going to inevitably lead to discussing everything else that comes with it. And and John is very afraid. And I wasn't expecting John to still have mementos from back then, but the fact that he still has his priest collar, he it's has the original yeah. He has the Bible from the original exorcism and he has newspaper clippings from when she was possessed. Like it's his That's own little it's his own little box of pain, which I wasn't expecting, but the his day's historical nerd in me is living for it. I think it's gonna be even play black folks would have burnt that bomb. <laughs> I I think it's gonna play. Am a I part lying? In- no. No. We don't keep no shit like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> At that 
point, the devil had touched all over. We got to burn that Bible, y'all. Are you asking the demon to come back? <laughs> Hello? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> we would call pastors and all to get rid of that. I will say one thing that is really... And I guess maybe we'll get to it at some point. But it's weird to me that everyone has been worried about everything except Johnny finding out that he's the product of rape. Well, also this... I think it's one of those things that's just not talked about at all. It's also not the timeline that they're dealing with. Like, it looks like they're strictly dealing with 90s Sammy yeah, the, 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 the thing is though you're opening well no, no because the Sammy Brady story box, though. yeah that's true but when the Sammy Brady story stopped when EJ died because that's when Will wrote the movie it's hilarious that two weeks after EJ died when the script was written it became about Lucas so I think someone put that out on Twitter I, I was scrolling I think it was Lacey who, who said on Twitter that two weeks after EJ died. She was consulting on a script that la- that labels Lucas as the love of her life. Yeah, she saw nothing wrong with it. That's she- literally my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they may focus because I don't. I don't see. To be honest, I don't see Will putting that in the script. The fact that Johnny is a rape baby. I don't. That's assuming so. that Will even knows that. We have to remember that Will wrote ah. the script. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's so like, nobody there's so much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People, there's so much. Lucas, know. Lucas knows. Marlena knows. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the adults know. I don't think they would Real saddle. Sure the, no, Will was old. Will was. Will, Will was, was thirteen. Will was thirteen. And Will I don't, wasn't. I don't Will, think they would have told him. Might have been that. living in Switzerland. Well, was he? Did he move to Switzerland yet? And I, to live with Austin and Carrie? I think he came um, back. He was older. He was a teenager. So. No, when the twins were born and all that happened, he was still 13, 14. But even still, because Dylan Patton didn't come in until two years later. No, but I'm saying you would know 13, 14 if your mother has twins. Yes, with two different dads. But I don't think I don't think Sammy is telling her 13 year old son that she was raped. I don't yeah, think she uh, wanted to lay that burden on him. and She uh, didn't even tell Lucas Maybe what happened until the night they child, got married. I would have knew that. You were grown. <laughs> I, I, don't, I just don't think it's certain details. I think it's certain details they probably just didn't share with the kids. I mean, there was no way to hide the fact that EJ was, was his father, but she was absolutely going to downplay the way in which he was conceived. Of that, I have no doubt. Yeah, it's just one of the... I just feel like that would be something that they would be worried about. Because if you start digging, certain things just don't make any sense. But also, Sammy's not here yet. So Sammy may be worried about that once she gets back to town. Yeah, that's what I said. Maybe it's coming, but it's... I I think it's coming out. I just don't know when they're going to play it. Because I think right now they're going to do the devil possession and stuff like that. I do wonder if the devil might... Maybe the devil might say something before it's exercised that might lead Johnny on the path of finding out the truth of what happened the night yeah, he was conceived. Like, it, it's just weird to me that nobody is concerned that he's about to go digging around in the past because there are things there that he doesn't really but also too I mean the conversation that Marlena and John had it was framed as they're gonna t- like it was framed as it's gonna be a movie they're gonna talk about our affair like 
they she didn't even get to the adult yeah. history she they were mainly focusing on young sammy at yeah, that I, point so I, I think he was so worried about everything that happened back then that everything that happened in the you, they're gonna do like the like lifetime flowers in the attic breakdown like it's gonna be multiple movies yeah i could i could see that i i think when they said the sammy brady story i think the script is probably going to focus specifically on what made Sammy who she is today as an adult. Which is everything that happened made, in the 90s. I which really means- hate I made that comparison because I just saw like the Sammy Brady story as like <laughs> some pseudo the Betty Broderick story. And now... <laughs> I, 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 well, she did shoot the shit out of AJ. <laughs> and shot the balls off well, of Allen. Free Betty. Well, not free, but put her in a mental home. Um... <laughs> And especially with the fact that they're leaning into Lucas as the love of Sammy's life, EJ wasn't a factor then. So I literally, think it, was I think it's it it born yet, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like I think it stops. I think it stops in the mid to late nineties. No, it's just like my thing is, it, it's just weird to me. No one's worried that he's opening the door to having. Question. I think there's so much shit that happened yeah, in the Yeah, because it's, that it's a even... lot. And I, I feel like there's a lot those kids don't know. Yeah, what is clear it they is. don't know just based on how they're reacting to what they do know. Yeah. Because the, the same way, like the Allie's low-key slut shame, Sammy, every time they bring it up. Exactly, which she would not do she if she knew She wouldn't do the if she story. knew, especially because of what happened to her. They, I don't think they really have any idea how Sammy ended up with twins with different fathers. Who well, didn't know she's a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Sammy's all, automatically going to say, yeah, I ran around with a, I ran around dressed as a man and blew up your uncle's leg. Yeah, that's something. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's moms. a lot that these kids don't, don't know. I think I think Ali may have, I think Ali may have Googled her at one point because she got a lot of smoke for her ass. <laughs> but <laughs> somebody has to. Do they not know for, that for a few glorious months she couldn't talk because she fell through a plate glass window, or that she I was masquerading as a man? I did I, I, too because she couldn't talk. <laughs> but that was that was such good like Lumi build up to that story and like the oh, communication. Yeah, Oh, so good. Then he was boinking Cassie. Yeah, her? we don't discuss that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Did they sleep together? No, they no. Oh, Rex, they Rex literally it. using his mental telepathy figured out where they were and oh, got really? there just in the nick of time. That's what ha- you mean to tell me? I, I just slept with your brother. <laughs> I had to throw it Let's in. Let's move on to the last. Sorry. Story. Oh my god. <laughs> After forgetting who Alice is, Doug agrees to take the test. Physically speaking, he is fine, and there is no signs of Alzheimer's or dementia, thank God. Um, they scheduled more tests. After Doug takes a hunk of Paulina's ass. <laughs> <laughs> not what it said. I think I said place grab ass, but I'm not sure. It's a grab ass. I freestyled on that one. I <laughs> freestyled. Michael or me? Oh, God. Kayla suggests a consult with Marlena. During the consultation, we found out what's really going on. In one of the best cliffhangers since... Shit. Shoot the bride? No, I said since Marlena was revealed as the Salem serial killer. That wasn't that great of a cliffhanger, but we'll... Yes, it was. I watched that shit live. We find out the devil has returned and is possessing Doug. 
I don't like those contests. They should have got the old. Yeah, no, we're not we're not taking complaints on that particular issue because that was the Wait, best well, moment of the- that was my only complaint. And that's Wait, a lot. You didn't like the, the voices? I love the voices. Oh, he, said the, he said the contacts. The contacts look contacts. Too, oh, I think they're supposed to be like yellow. I, I heard but- context. I was like, what? I, I'm lost. <laughs> no, his eyes okay. are yellow because you see the yellow eyes in the promo. I yeah. love I do I did love the setup because it was oh, it was threaded so well. It was threaded so we're, well. We're, like, no, no, we're, no, 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 no. When Doug said, <laughs> said I locked that bitch in on purpose. I, I, I surprised y'all they hear me yell. I have a question though. I have a question. Like the devil. I, did he kind of sense they were gonna go like digging into the past? Like, how, I don't what, think is, they've explained. How, this is my how running theory, and I th- we're probably gonna find out tomorrow exactly how everything came to be. But my running theory is we know that Johnny was fucking around in the tunnels before we saw him yeah, on his yeah, first day I, in Salem. I so I that. think he he did something, and I think that the gates of hell are located yeah. in the Demeric tunnels underneath the mansion and while he was futzing around in there he unleashed the demon i mean it would kind of make sense oh that would be good considering stefano's part in the original story exactly and And then the the demon then with his racquetball injury and then the demon jumped into the demon jumped into the first body he saw which was doug and then gave doug the alzheimer dementia symptoms (laughs) as a way you think that his rack i'm sorry but do you think that his racquetball injury is what made him susceptible? No, I think it was, I think it's just I think it's just because he's old and vulnerable. Like yeah. I don't know if you're is, old and you're injured. I mean, it could be maybe. But my thing is, he I think he jumped into Doug because that was the first body he saw, and then he got Doug sick to get into proximity to Marlena. Yeah, that having us worried that Doug may be sick while and simultaneously mind- threading their fear of the devils of the devil ruining their life again and then John getting him in the hold- room that was <gasps> like i'm like oh John holding the priest collar going into johnny reading it and going oh my god grandma, uh, grandma marlena, marlena was, was possessed, possessed. <laughs> into that final yes. scene when the vo- voice dropped and kudos to bill hayes for being 96 <laughs> just- years old and killing the game that I, was I was genuinely a- confused as to how they were going to get them together because when, when you I, were talking about it because i remember it started coming out that doug is possessed i'm like okay so but how are they going to get it to marlena and it, it, they did it so well i liked it i loved well, it, it. Oh, I, 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 do have that- one thing, though. I do wish that they had one more incident of doug having like a dementia symptom because the few times that they did have him, it just seemed like senior moments to me. Like him locking Julie in the freezer, that's a senior moment to me. No, it wasn't because he straight up didn't remember doing it. Yeah. So I, I, something like, okay, Doug calling Julie Addie would have been fire for me. Like, ooh, that would have been messy as hell. But exactly. I also think there are going to be more moments so coming. Julie would have been like, oh, hell no. And I also think there are going to be more moments coming because I think because I think 
Doug is going to end up being the Father Francis in this story. And for those who have seen the original Devil Possession, you know what that means. But for those who don't, Father Francis was one of the only ones who knew for the longest time that the devil was inside of Marlena. Oh, I miss Father Francis. And the and the devil caused that man to have a heart attack, and he was in the hospital in a coma, barely conscious for weeks and weeks and, and, into and months. Just once, he did it three times, three or four times. So for the the devil was able to roam free because the devil made sure that Father Francis is out of commission to keep and a secret. It like it looks like the devil, yeah, not looks like it will be, like the devil is gonna jump into Marlena and They're gonna have- it seems like Doug will still struggle somehow. Okay. Okay, I can live with that. Because we have we have spoilers with like Doug and Eli and it's some type of like drug uh, not drug. Doug is struggling. So I mean Curious. It. I'm just curious to see They're gonna have Doug yeah. Koski era Addie and she's gonna go who's Addie? But- <laughs> no she knows who her grandmother is. No, but- do they? Because they've been calling Julie grandmasters. I can remember, but she, I'm sure she knows Julie's actually her aunt, though. Yeah, no, but uh, it's do just they- yeah, she they do. Know what the plantation was all about? She knows her family history, Michael. <laughs> anyway, back to the actual story. <laughs> that scene, oh, that cliffhanger. That cliffhanger, I was screwed. Okay, hold on, hold on. Do the viewers even know who Addie is? Some of them do, some of them don't. Nick, you're newer. Do you know who Addie is? I'm a history buff. I don't count. I I look into everything. (laughs) Okay, okay. So anyway, that's not a fair question. That's going to be our poll question. I'm going to post that now. Do you know who Addie Horton is? Me. No, no, that's gonna be be the poll. poll. (laughs) But going back to the final, the final segment, I I was watching. Oh, were you not done, Arya? No, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, like I've been saying all this time. (laughs) Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little under the weather, you guys. I'm sorry. I did good the whole episode. Leave me Michael, you're purposely interrupting me this time. I, I swear to God, that was on accident. Okay. Oh, my life it was. I'm, I'm under good. the weather. I'd be a good all day. Anyway, <laughs> I'm fine. Anyway, what was what I was gonna say is that I'm loving the detail detail work in this story, and like I said, and others, like I'm see, seeing and sensing that shift. I've been saying it all along this entire episode. But with this story, I really felt it. Like they're playing the, all of the beats, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow's episode so much because oh, me too. The way Bill played it, and the way like Marlena was shocked. <gasps> the way Deidre played it, like it was all yes. so good. Like I, I watched, I watch days live every day first half I get uninterrupted because it's my lunch break second half I have to watch and work simultaneously so of course when the last segment airs I get a work phone call so I have Mm. to pause my live feed meanwhile my mother's watching in the next room I'm on a work call all of a sudden I hear her yell out of the next room holy (laughs) shit then (laughs) then as soon as I get off my work call she comes running into my room just to watch me watch the last segment (laughs) and when that last scene aired we both collectively lost our shit. I was screaming and clapping. I was like, ah! 
I because I didn't it, see it. It was a good reveal. I didn't see it coming. I knew like the story would start on Friday, but I didn't think we would I wasn't sure it. how. Yeah, with, with the way it with the way it ended on Wednesday in New Orleans, I wasn't sure if we were gonna get unspoiled Ben and Sierra and it was gonna start there. Cause I didn't expect to see the devil talk to Marlena. Oh, like, that was so good. I didn't I didn't see that part coming. So I was like, what? Woo! I was having such a fun time. And kudos that. to Days for not spoiling this. Yes, I yeah. I like this approach and the whole. Like we knew out. the possession was coming, and we knew that Marlena was going to be possessed again. But they did not spoil that Doug was going to be a part of it. Good on them for that. I mean, those of us who pay attention and saw the way that Bill and Susan have been promoting this story since it started, you could kind of tell it was coming if you pay close enough attention, but Karen in middle America, who's just watching every single day, who pays no attention is going to have no idea and got completely blindsided and amazed and just kudos to them for not spoiling something when they usually have a tendency to spoil everything. I'm excited, especially as someone who didn't see the original. I keep saying we're going to go back and watch it, but you should it's go. just, it's a lot right now. <laughs> like, it's, no, so it's, much. it's a lot. <laughs> So I'm in, I'm excited to see what they do with that. I'm excited that the her grandkids are involved. Like yes. they don't. This is what I I mean when I say you can't just kill off legacy characters willy nilly. This you have three generations of characters involved in a story that happened originally 28 years ago. Oh, that's when it started because Belle and I are the same age. I'm yeah, she was born in and Belle played a very big part, even though she was only like Damn. two at a year and a half, two at the time. She played a very Her. big part. Of, um, <laughs> she played a very big part in the original story because Belle is how John knew that Marlena was still alive. Little oh. Belle kept, little Belle kept calling for her mommy and. Everybody assumed that Marlena was dead. She, her body was in the morgue. Everybody assumed that she was dead, but something was non John that told him it was the devil's trick. So after Belle called out for her mommy, he went to the morgue and had an epic battle and fought the devil for Marlena's soul. And that part would not have happened had Belle Hold not. On. You missed the part. Did he carry her dead body into that church? Oh my God, that was so good. I was just telling about- laid her up into the altar. I was going to say, don't he spoil it to me. I'm just which are on my rewatch. And Marlena opened her eyes. Oh, what a moment. I, so I was just telling my mom about that scene the other day. It was so good. A but moment then, rewatching it's, this. <laughs> it's, it's weird because it's not coming off as campy as, as I expected it to. Because it's not only camp. That's what a lot of fans assume about this story. That it's it, it mainly wasn't. camp. But it wasn't. Because it was, that's the thing that gets played up the most yeah, yeah. because yeah. Some, because some of the most iconic moments of the story are the campiest i mean what I like mean, marlena turned into what was it a panther a point? panther she turned and, into and a panther that was she so sexy morphed time. into Kristen, into and isabella isabella yeah she what else she she threw stuff in her around like a fucking rag doll that was sad but like i was i started re-watching the story just a few days ago, I'm gonna continue soon. Uh, but oh my god, it's so good! And I'm just like early on in the story. Oh my where god. where did the playlist kick off? 
it started with, uh, I, I think it started like December 14 Has, or 15. Did it start with like the desecrator stuff? Yeah. The church had been vandalized. It's where I am right now. Like this, because this playlist has like uh, the possession part one and two and three and four. There's no dates. There's no I, dates, but yeah. so I'm checking back and forth between my my own playlist and this possession playlist. But yeah, somewhere around like middle of December 1994. It's uh, you're going to be in for quite a six month journey. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're watching a playlist of specifically the devil possession yes, yes. send that to me i will <laughs> why not because <laughs> you need to watch the full episodes to get the full i mean if so much watch- of the possession took up so much of 94 95 but they're including like the parts that play into Story. possession there um, wasn't yeah. a whole lot going on towards the end of 94 into the first half of 95 that did not include the possession. It's going to be interesting having you watch both stories simultaneously. Yeah. I think I will go through this one quickly because I'm enjoying it too much. So like the clips are just flying by. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this sucker up. Um, I already did my read of the week. So we're just going to jump into our other segments, folks. Um, any, meeny, money, good, bad, or ugly. Ariette? So my good was the... Oh, there's a lot, actually. I'll just name the few I liked. I loved um, the scenes with Paulina and Marlena because we figured out, like, where it's going, and it was good, and I enjoyed it. Marlena is a longtime friend, friend of Abe, so I just loved it. Like, the scene speaks for itself. I love the scenes with Abe and Lonnie. They're like building it up so well and they dropping animals here and there. And it's just so good. I enjoyed Ava with Philip. Those scenes were great as well. And of course, the cliffhanger on Friday's episode. Oh, it was just genius. Um, the bad Jake and Gabby. I, I just cannot enjoy them. They're just annoying me at this point. And the ugly... It's still the Bonnie Callista story, that flashback. It just annoyed me. And yeah, I, I'm over it. So I'm hoping it's done now. <laughs> Please. Dylan. Hey, um, my good is shout out to Bill Hayes. He is that dude. Give him all of the things. I Everything. Loved Doug this week. It was just. It was so just nice to see him leading story because I think sometimes we forget like our vets are very, very capable. And it, it was just nice to get to see him do what it is he does and what it is he does well. Um, my bad, like the scenes themselves were good. It's just the stories surrounding this whole Jake and Gabby scheme feels like a waste of time to me so I can't really get into it um and my ugly is actually there were several moments that made me like cringe um (laughs) like one of them as much as I enjoyed the Abe and Lonnie scenes like hearing her say oh I still need to lose some baby weight and I'm looking at Sal who is a whole model in like a size two 
that was, that was not great. That was annoying, to be honest. Um, Sierra being shocked that a plantation was a plantation. That was annoying. Uh, the, the Bonnie Harrison flashback, specifically how they threw in sexual harassment and attempted sexual assault, it wasn't necessary. He really could have just attacked her and they could have left it at that. It, it didn't need to be that. And I didn't necessarily have an issue <laughs> With, as Tony put it, Doug playing grab ass with Paulina, like that was whatever. Like if you've ever worked with the elderly, you know that sometimes some inappropriate yes. moments occur. If I had a nickel for every time <laughs> a frail white woman tried to touch on my ass, like you know, <laughs> you know that sometimes inappropriate moments occur. If that was whatever, what bothered what what bothered me was Paulina being like, oh, I kind of take it as a compliment, sis. No, we don't. And it didn't have to be a big thing. She could have just been like, okay, but next time you stick your cookies in my cookie jar, I'm going to smack that hand. And that would have been that. But to play it off like... Dylan, you, Dylan <laughs> not lying. And so I who, I kid you not, I did home health all through college. I had to tell a few grannies, ain't nothing back there for them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it, you, it didn't have to be like a huge thing, but just like a little mild, hey, now, no. The, the, no, it's it not. My, the first time is my after the third. <laughs> but yeah, there were just like some cringy moments that I did not like this week. But that was that was that for me. Ain't nothing bad there for you, Estelle. <laughs> Anyways, Tony. My good was the entirety of Friday's episode. Thursday and Friday both actually felt like they had a completely different feel. I love the way that everything kind of grooved together and just all kind of felt like a cohesive unit. Shout out to Bill Hayes for just doing the damn thing at 96 years old. Like, that is amazing. Um, And I am so excited for what's coming. Like, I cannot wait. My bad, honestly, just Jake and Gabby and this pointless Titan story. Like, I don't know why we're wasting time on this. It makes no sense. And again, my ugly Callista Harrison, Judy Evans is doing her damnedest to try to save this shit-tastic story, but even she is not that much of a miracle worker. I'm just so glad that we are at the point where this mess is over and we can move on. Grandpa. I don't know who you're referring to. Um, <laughs> you gotta go for your mission turn. Uh, my good is um, any and everything to do with the devil possession from Paulina telling Marlena her secrets and agreeing to more therapy sessions. I did catch that. It's gonna be one hell of a therapy run um, to Johnny obsessing over this damn script and no one telling him, hey, she was possessed by the devil and then him finding out John being very apprehensive and saying, nah, let's not go that route. Marlena, I don't, I don't know if she was in denial or she was just like, it's, it we're so far past that. I'm not even in the same place I was when all this happened. And then misleading us with Doug possibly having Alzheimer's and then 
getting into Marlena's office and then that it was it was really good um my bad um it was the Jake and Gabby stuff because the issue is they're they're they were smart in their scheming the problem is they're scheming for nothing that's my issue so I'm it's kind of hard to get invested my ugly was probably um in Sierra at the damn um, plantation. <laughs> like, like when y'all asked me about it, the first thing I said was, I like the tour guide. That's all I could think of to say about it. Just, yeah, just let's bring her to Salem. Let's do that. Because, no. It was, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for that, Gramps. Okay, my turn. I'm so sick of this old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a new host by this podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, my good. Definitely Friday's episode as a whole. It was good. Bill Hayes, I just want to wrap you in bubble wrap so nothing bad ever happens to you. We need you for another 10, 15 years, man. Do whatever you got to do. If you have to walk three miles a day, eat your fruits and veggies, please do it. Because you are a treasure and you should be treasured for the acting that you did at 96 years old on Friday's episode. Long may you reign. Um, Marlena and Johnson, we got some boardroom table scenes in HD finally. Uh, I really, really loved Friday's episode. Also, I love Roman and Kate. Um, I'm really looking forward to see this pop off. Do right by them, please, writers, because uh, Kate pushes 70. I, I don't think I can see another romance for her. This should be her end of the rainbow. She's got her good man. She got her good Judy. Leave it be. Um, My bad. The whole flowy Brady triangle is really wearing thin on me because, again, all y'all are pushing 50 at this point. Something's got to give. Um, my ugly will have to be Sam and Oak Alley. I, I guess I thought they was they thought it was visiting Ripley's, believe it or not, but here we are. <laughs> what? Go ahead. I didn't say anything. I, I guess they thought they was going to um the Hard Rock Cafe, but they went to a plantation. And I, 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 I don't know. It could have been dealt with better, but instead they went the way of making their main heroine be toned up. And that is my good, bad, and ugly. They had that girl acting like she was going to a fucking Georgia Aquarium. <laughs> okay. What's the next segment? I'm sorry, I lost my train. Watching it wrong. Watching You're it watching wrong. it wrong. That was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was wrong. And it, it really makes me mad because every week I go into, I'm going to try sending Sam and Ben and Sierra and every time they shit on my shoe. You're watching it wrong. Dilla. I actually, like, um, I don't have a specific one, but I, I need people to learn how to untag the actors. Amen. Because I think you and I have the same one. <laughs> like, like tagging ninety six year old Bill Hayes to say the devil. Thank you. Okay, sucks. yeah, we do have the same one. 
Like, get the fuck out of here, like, you listen, dumb bitch. I, we, your timeline is your timeline. And if you want to vent, you want to complain, you want to retweet with snarky commentary, do you. Truly do you. But, like, unless they have done something, like, beyond the pale on a person. Unless it's R. Level, Kelly level offensive, you the fuck out of their mentions. Like, we don't need to tag the actors into that y'all like especially the elders and the children I have seen some of you say some things on the younger performers official you know social media we ain't talking teenagers we're talking like the babies yes six-year-olds like like, y'all know better you know better so do better I need y'all to learn to untag untag the cast members please at, at least the cast members, okay? Just act like y'all have some some sense. Decorum. Twitter streets. Like, you're too well, Tony, old for this. You're well, too old. Tony, you touched on yours, so we're going to go to Ariette. So my watching it wrong is basically a few things culminating into one thing. Like, I get, I get constructive criticism, but nitpicking everything in a story whether they're your faves or not why are you bothering with this show if there's nothing you can enjoy and why like trying to bring others down when they're enjoying this like whether it's the possession oh that's such a weird twitter flex i don't get it but it's such a common thing i've seen it with different fandoms and different story this week stories this week and it's like, yeah, fans can have complaints. Fan can, fans can have issues and or not like any of the stories playing out. But like trying to drag others into it, like, what's the point? Because we're not all going to agree on everything. Like, so it just frustrates me that fans cannot come to an like an agreement yeah you like this story i hate it but like let's support this show let's support the actors or the characters or the pairings like i don't get it you don't have to like you you can be constructive it's really important to be constructive because it leads to like eventual good writing or stories but to consistently being negative and not balancing it with support like it just makes no sense and I've seen this in a lot of fandoms especially with the possession story but also I've seen it in the Ilani story and it's like where's the support even if you don't like it showing support is always a good thing that's my watching it wrong and it's been so frustrating to see like i did a thread on it like the promo and i got some negative responses about the position i'm like yeah a lot of people are triggered i get not liking it i get having complaints what i don't get for state for president (laughs) but i don't (laughs) no but i don't get why people have to be killjoys in other people's mentions me either or why you're not just generally supportive. Even if you don't like it, you can think Look. like like longevity wise, 
what it can do because it's bringing back viewers. Believe it or not, those are those of you who will be listening and not liking the story. It's bringing back viewers. Exactly, and contrary, talk are talking about it. Oh, you but saw it, that? You saw that yeah, video saw too? It. Yeah. So, like, whether you're liking it or not, respect others who do like it. Don't come into their mentions. And if you have complaints about a story and you have constructive and really good complaints, still like, you can still show support. It's frustrating to see this among a lot of fandoms, not just the few I mentioned now, but like in general. So yeah, that's my watching it wrong for this week. Well, I'm really interested to hear yours, Nick, considering you and Bill Hayes are the same age. <laughs> It's my ass. <laughs> anyway, um, I wasn't gonna have one, but I remembered it finally while y'all were talking. Um, yeah, see your moment. <laughs> um, I, I came across a comment where someone credited a certain couple's success with this, with the shows. Um, credited um, the shows were new investment in Eli and Lonnie, and Lonnie specifically. Um, to a certain couple's success, and no, um, I'm no not going to correlation. No correlation because I'm going to tell you this. I bet my left nut. There's not a showrunner, a head writer that ever looked at their successful white pairings and said, "Let's do this for the black folks." Except, with the exception of maybe Agnes Nixon with Jesse and Angie, Eli and Lonnie's success is their own. Mm-hmm. The renewed investment right now is because of Jack and Harry as Paulina. Don't don't discredit the fans campaigning and they Ilani fans campaigned for years for anything. We're get we're not getting exactly what we wanted, but we're getting something. And more investment in Eli and Lonnie is because the fans spoke out. Lamone has said it himself. The fans have been speaking out. He thanked the fans consistently for their support. That's what led to what we're getting now or what and what they they've been trying to give us for the past few years. And now which add Jack A to it. That's what's leading to this. There's no way in hell you can ever convince me that they looked at a certain pairing and said, "Hey, let's do this with the black people." Because they don't give a damn that they don't give a shit. When they see success, they don't look at black people. They look at some more white people. That's my watching it wrong. Well, thank you for that, Grouts. My watching it wrong, I haven't been on Twitter all week. Well, I'm just going to say this. Whatever you did, stop that shit. Just stop it. And that is the end of our episode. How did y'all feel about this week overall, folks? Pretty good. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I enjoyed most of it. Yes, I Thursday know. and Friday were so good it balanced out the crap that was earlier in the week. Well, any final thoughts? Just excited to see where we go from here. Yes, me too. Same. Hashtag well, my, made me do it. I don't know, my I final thought is I'm glad that we're getting Cayman again. Do right by them. I do not want to see a Roma see Alice story like I have to watch on the boat on the beautiful. And Jesus Christ. That that is my the end of this podcast, guys. Keep doing it like it's your B day, and remember, 
Sable horse, ride the maverick. Don't you say nothing, Grandpa. Bye. Bye, everybody. Only maverick guys ch- sample is Maxine Shaw, attorney at law. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Told me to Michael Strahan your ass weeks ago. But you know something? I'm a merciful person. Good night, y'all. Press the button, Aria. Bye. <laughs>